0: I'm looking for new music because right now I've just been listening to the Crazy Ex-Girlfriend uh-huh. soundtrack, which slaps. I'm not ashamed of that, but I need real music. So the
1: 1975 cool. is very um, preachy, but in a way
2: that you'll accept it. Okay. <laughs> the um, stuff to be like their uh, front man, Matty Healy, is kind of a bit of an asshole. He is. Uh, he, well, <laughs> but you love him for it. He, sure. th- there's times where like yeah, cool, mm-hmm. like, and you, then there's you're times involved, when are like
1: shut the. Stop yeah, up.
2: he, like, does not know <laughs> yeah. when to, it's not his place to, like, talk. <laughs> yeah. He knows that he's like that, though. Yeah, but, like, but knowing that. that you're like that and still <laughs> being like that.
1: <laughs> Thank you. Harish always cuts us off because we are almost always talking about the 1975.
2: We talk about the 1975 too much. A bell refill Mr. Franklin's glass, will you?
3: Now, when you get up there tonight, don't drink too much. Oh, don't worry, I will
2: how about a whiskey and soda? Oh, less soda than usual, thanks. And this is wine. To drink. Just a sip might improve your humor.
1: Aren't you drinking?
2: I never drink.
4: No, I've had
0: a couple. Come on, I'm not drunk. drink. And an excellent vintage at this too. But if you're implying that I'm tipsy, sir.
4: Hi. And welcome to Tipsy Terror. This is a podcast where we get drunk and watch a horror movie and then we record ourselves watching the movie, uh, and then record a podcast right after while we're still drunk and we cut in clips of us watching the movie like this clip.
0: So like hashtag celebrate diversity, but Danny Glover is being such a dumb white person in a <laughs> horror movie right now. <laughs>
1: oh, he only gets worse. <laughs>
4: And that was the clip. <laughs>
1: and today on Tipsy Terry, we have a very special guest. Somebody who we have been dying <laughs> <laughs> so to much. have on for literally the entire year that we've had this podcast. And it's just been impossible to schedule. Oh and finally, Molly... <laughs> coordinated and made it happen. I did
2: one thing right. <laughs>
1: um, but welcome welcome to our uh, podcast, Mr. Uh, Bradford. Hello, welcome. Hello,
0: I'm, I'm happy to be here. I'm uh, so excited to talk about the movie with you all. I didn't say your full uh, name. Would you like to Oh, hear? yes. My name is Bradford Douglas. Uh, I quite like my name. It sounds fancier than I actually am.
1: That's a good name. <laughs> Thank you. But we are so... We. I'm serious when I say he very, is one very, of the people... We have been trying to get on forever. Mm When my I listen heart. to a podcast and they say like, Oh, I've been dying to have this guest, I'm like, sure. But then now it's like with Bradford, it's like, Oh, okay, I've been in that scene. Like <laughs> we've genuinely like been trying to make this happen. We made it.
4: <laughs> we also did it. We fucking like, did it. You have the perfect radio voice. <laughs> oh. Because your you. voice
0: is amazing. <laughs> <laughs> I always wince whenever I hear my own voice, like in videos or whatever, but I appreciate that. Thank you.
1: It's much better than most people's.
2: <laughs> we know uh Bradford from our sketch comedy group, Backburner Sketch Comedy. And he is one of my favorite writers. He's incredibly funny. Oh, Oh, yes, wonderful. A great great gentleman.
0: Thank you, Molly. I love your writing, too. Abracadaver is iconic. (laughs) All
1: right, let's talk about Saw. Bradford is, like, one of the most gentle people you'll meet, and then you see what he writes, and it's the most chaotic shit
2: you've ever seen. He wrote... You You're did th- um, the crazy Santa. Yeah, Funeral yeah. Santa. Yeah. Funeral yes, Santa. I'm Funeral Santa, <laughs> which is maybe the funniest thing I've ever seen in my life. It's the scariest thing I've ever seen.
1: Um, <laughs> so today with Bradford, we um, watched, uh, which, what movie did you pick, Bradford?
0: Saw from 2004, directed by James Wan.
2: Yes. Did you see Saw?
0: Because I teeter-totter.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I've been trying to pull that bit all night and it's not gotten any funnier. <laughs> I just got that. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so we always um, kind of start out with talking about like our histories with it. And since you're the guest Bradford, what's your history? Why'd you? And also, like, why would you pick this?
0: Why did I pick Saw? So um, the way that I picked the movie was I went on Letterboxd and um, – I went through my watch list and sorted it by genre because I was trying to really make my watch list as exhaustive as possible. Cause there's a lot of movies I need to see since I want to work in this industry. And um, basically saw was on the list and I was like, this seems like a, a fun movie to watch while drunk. Like I thought about Rosemary's baby and I was like, that movie seems too deep to try to watch while drunk. Like *Saw* seems like the right level of stakes and like, i guess seriousness almost to watch while like just having fun with friends and also i hadn't seen it before and so i just wanted to check it out and i thought this setting would be a cool place to do it so um uh why like
4: (laughs) i don't mean this as an insult to the movie but like why did you put it on your watch
0: list in the first place i feel like it's a very um even though like you know it's no um let me see. What's a prestige horror movie? Does does yeah. Us count as a horror movie? Yeah. yeah yes. That's definitely horror. a prestige horror yeah. movie. So even though it's not that, I feel like it's iconic enough. Like, right. I've seen plenty of parodies of it, even though I haven't seen the actual movie. Uh-huh. Like, there's this... Um, uh, there's these two youtube videos called like jigsaw at work or like jigsaw at home and it's um a very small jigsaw puppet just doing dumb pranks at right. home with the stakes are much lower but it's still like the same essence of the movie and so i feel like since i've seen it so much in pop culture i wanted to see the movie that sort of started it all so yeah to speak. i feel
1: yeah. like every like none of us had seen saw before 2019 yeah and i feel like all of us probably knew that i want to play a game at least oh yeah
4: for sure yeah yeah um molly do you want to talk about your history with this yeah
2: so as i've mentioned a few times before um when i was a kid i hated scary movies and like being scared but i would always get like this morbid curiosity about like horror movie plots and it was like when I was like 12 or 13 and everybody was talking about the Saw movies or whatever. And they were like, oh, this part and this part. And I was like, ooh, got to check that out. So I go onto IMDB <laughs> on my family computer and I <laughs> Google up all the plots. And I'm like, huh, weird. <laughs> and, and it really like disturbed me, but I like couldn't stop reading them. And I'm like, I'll never watch that. And as I've like kind of come into enjoying horror more... It's one of the ones I've always gone back to, like, I should really watch Saw, but I, like, kind of don't know how I feel about it. Especially because, like, I had done a lot of, like, at-home Googling about the movie. And to be fair, when I Googled the first one, I love, like, the production history about, like, how they got this movie, like, off the ground. And, like, the whole story about, like, why they wrote the script the way they did. It's really, really interesting. Mm -hmm. And I was like, that sounds great. And then... Like, all the shit about the sequels. I watched a lot of James A. Janisse videos where he does the kill count on dead meat for all the saws. And I was like, some of this isn't for me, but, you know, it's fine. And then we watched it, and I was like, cool.
4: Right. (laughs) So this was your first time watching it as well.
2: Yeah, I hadn't seen it before. But you knew the plot. Right. Uh, Mm know I had, like, very, very much, like, I knew what was happening. For the most part. There was some stuff where I was like, oh, who's this guy? But, like, I knew the (laughs) big kind of, like... I had
0: heard that there was a twist, but like I specifically didn't read like summaries because I didn't want to know what those twists were. Like I still wanted there to be some experience when I watched the movie. But see,
1: it's funny that you bring that up because for me personally, Harish and I saw it together. We went to a 35 millimeter screening of it last year. Right. And um, it was our first time both of us seeing it. But the unfortunate thing for me personally, at least, is I had, I think earlier that year, looked at some stupid buzzfeed article that was like twist endings that got you or whatever and i was like oh i'm probably gonna know most of these and this one was on the list Um, and i like saw it with i was gonna try to skim over it and then i just immediately saw the big jigsaw is the dead guy and i was sorry for spoiling it but you're listening to this episode so that's what you fucking get um but like so i went into the movie knowing the the spoiler so the second i saw the dead guy i knew that that was jigsaw so like i was upset because i was like fuck (laughs) it was still a very enjoyable first time viewing experience but the whole plot twist was out the window for me yeah
4: Yeah, so me and samantha watched it same time same like our we both watched it for the first time last year and it was a great night it like it was a dope we did like a double feature we watched dial in for murder that um night and then like uh, in the same theater watched saw um i think and... it was
1: the exact same theater too <laughs> yeah, yeah.
4: <laughs> um and the, and uh so for me like y- you know like saw is like very iconic in just like film um we all know the references of jigsaw and like um uh do you want to play a game or whatever and uh so like it's 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 constantly like seen as kind of like a like more of a like lowbrow horror movie. So I wasn't expecting to love it, but then watching it for the first time in the theater, I loved it. It's impressive, <laughs> to be honest. Like it, it has a lot of problems, and we'll talk about that. But Ooh, I've like, got a big one. It's it's a great <laughs> it's a great movie. And, like, the twist is fun. It's just, like, a fun time for a movie. Um,
1: it's at least one that you know that they sat down and were like, okay, this is going to tie into this, and this is going to tie into this, and this is going to look right. back at this point. You know, they weren't just – they definitely mapped it out before they wrote it. Yeah. So you can respect that about it.
4: Right. And, uh, yeah, there's, there's a lot to this movie that's, like, it's it's – a lot of the problems are because it was just like so low budget so i was reading the um trivia on this uh and the like production history and stuff and basically it was james wan and the guy who plays aaron um his name is like lee
1: oh he's lee whatever he
4: wrote this the aaron guy is the writer he they're they're both australian
1: james wan is australian
4: yeah, Lee w- w- Wan Wanell I think. I had
1: no idea um, that he was the writer. Yeah,
4: Aaron, uh the guy who plays Aaron in this is also the co-writer of this with James Wan and um they're both from Australia <laughs> and like right after right out of film school they were like we got to produce our first movie mm-hmm. and this was the script that they um they came up with. Their their initial idea was like we want a um a really cheap movie to produce and so the initial idea was like these two guys stuck in an elevator um not knowing what to do uh but then it evolved into this but like the basic idea was two people in a room with a dead body and they're trying to escape um and then uh like they came up with this whole plot and then to try to get funding they made a short film of it, which is the there's a part in this movie where it's the woman who escapes from the bear trap. Like she has to dig through her friend's intestine or like yeah. the other yeah. per, uh, dead person so, uh, in the room's intestines and get the key and escape from the bear trap. They they made that as a short film starring the guy who plays Aaron um, and then use that. Aaron is the non carry always
2: the other guy.
1: Oh Adam? I thought that was
4: Adam Adam. Sorry. Yeah, Adam. Sorry, is that wasn't
2: me. I was genuinely lost. Right.
4: I, mm-hmm. I n- no. just always mess up people's names, but yeah, <laughs> Adam is what I meant. Uh but that guy um is the co writer and he uh so they made that short film, it was like seven minutes, and then used that to get this movie produced and um basically they had like enough budget to shoot 18 days. Um, and th- so they shot this whole thing in 18 days mm-hmm. and like edited it while they were filming. And so that's why a lot of the issues with this movie come because of this sh- low budget and like they didn't have enough time to do multiple takes. So like they had no rehearsals. They just like shot the rehearsals. And so like uh, one of the things I read in the trivia was that when he was editing James Wan, didn't have enough like good takes so he had to reuse footage so he would like put in like either still photograph shots or he would like edit the footage to make it look like it was from a surveillance camera and stuff Mm. like that so like that's part of the reason why this movie has such like a unique style to it is because they literally did not have Mm. enough takes to fill (laughs) out the entire um feature length of the movie
1: And that or, explains yeah. the shitty editing recap. Yeah,
4: <laughs> yeah. Because like every t- every like every time something gets revealed in this movie, there's just like an entire recap like of right. like three or four minutes. Everything of, you just. Saw. By the way, <laughs> you remember this guy was here at this time, and that's why he connects yeah. to this and stuff like that. So.
1: <laughs> Can I just say, I, I'm sure you have this written down, but you mentioned I like. I had no idea that he was the writer of this movie. Yeah. Uh-huh. And I just quick got on his IMDb and I'm baffled. Um he okay, so he did Saw, Saw 2, Saw 3. Mm-hmm. He did Dead Silence, he wrote it, James Wan directed it. Then he's the writer of Insidious, which James Wan directed. Oh, what? Okay. And this guy ro- he wrote Insidious <laughs> two, and he wrote and directed Insidious Chapter three, which is, in my opinion, the scariest Insidious movie. Okay. And then he did um, he did this other movie Upgrade, but most, more famously, uh, coming out soon is he wrote and directed The Invisible Man with inv- <gasps> Elizabeth Moss. That's about Oh to my come god! Out. This motherfucker <laughs> has been silently sleeping right. through all of the things that <laughs> I <laughs> have watched. That's cool. So like oh man like what a yeah, guy i yeah. i mean we owe That's him cool. quite a bit because we all credit james wan but i mean he's right. written all of these we stories know james
4: wan Blan- james wan from the uh conjuring universe and like he also directed aquaman um so like <laughs> i'm glad that james wan and the other guy lee Wan, wan- have both have like a good, good career. career like yeah, i had
1: no yeah, idea this guy this. was like the thread behind all of those That's so, yeah. cool. <laughs> so cool okay yeah. I, I just need to note like i was just like, while you were talking, like, just in shock right. at reading of <laughs> everything he's done.
0: So, so note, are the uh, are the Insidious sequels good? Because yes. I, I yes. saw the first one when I was 13. In, in my
1: opinion, every, with every Insidious, it gets better.
0: Oh, wow. Okay. Um, I
1: have not seen Chapter 4.
0: I didn't know there was a Chapter 4. There good is. Good know. Um, <laughs> I
2: loved the first one, and I saw it earlier this year. Mm-hmm. Um, And oh. I watched the second one, and I thought it was really good. I didn't like it, I think, more than the first one, but it is a really good sequel. I think the second mm-hmm. one's scarier. But no that's what you told me and i didn't, you didn't think, think so, so. The i third think insidious one? is like the second scariest movie i've seen in my life it's terrifying the oh, wow. third
1: one you haven't seen the third one right no
2: i've heard that one's like shit your pants scary
1: though i the i saw it while i was in college it came out and yep. like walking home from the theater i was i think that's the most terrified i've ever been
3: wow like okay. wow. it
1: scared the fuck out of me gotcha. <laughs> i have
2: it yeah. on dvd that's you you I to borrow it about, um when I saw House of the Devil <laughs> at Gateway, yeah. like that, going home after that, I was like, "No, look, I'm not okay."
1: But yeah, yeah. It, like, and he directed it, which is cool. Like, this guy is great.
4: Cool. So I wanted to ask you guys, what were your thoughts having this as your the first time
0: you've watched this movie? hmm it was definitely interesting to watch while drunk. Yeah, <laughs> being honest, um, and doing bits during it also. I feel influence.
1: bad when we get talking and we distract from the film. And there were several moments where I was like, "Fuck, we're like totally right. taking away from Bradford's viewing of this." Yeah, I love my feet. I tell feet picks in a heartbeat.
0: That said, though, the twist still hit me like a train. Like uh-huh. at the very end, when like we were all paying attention to like what was going on, like. I was shook when I found out that um, What's-His-Face was being blackmailed too and he wasn't Zach. actually saw. And then mm-hmm. the dead guy stood up. Like, I was just all the way <laughs> thrown <laughs> off. And like, um, I don't know. I just, I'm a big fan of plot twists that like, I wish I had seen that coming, you know? Because mm-hmm. yeah. I feel like there are some movies that have plot twists that just aren't earned, you know? Right. Like, it's it's a twist, but it's like, the writer or the makers, whoever they had information that we, as the audience did not. Right. And I prefer twists where like the audience had the information. We just didn't put it together. Mm-hmm. And so I feel like this movie did a surprisingly good job at that. Yeah. yeah. Yeah.
4: One of the, uh, just quickly, one of the unintentional hints is that, um, when, uh, Carrie Elwes gets the gun and like, mm-hmm. uh, open, like opens it, there's like no bullets in it. Mm-hmm um when you have a revolver like that um, uh, it doesn't eject the shells you have to empty so like them. if that guy had actually oh. shot himself there would have been at least one shell in there still oh. um and so like that looks like a goof if you're watching this for the first time it looks R- like you oh they just don't know yeah if you know about guns and you're watching this for the first time you're like <laughs> oh that's just a goof that the filmmakers had but then it turns into Haha, it's a reveal. Or if you're smart from the
1: beginning, you're like, oh!
4: Yeah. (laughs) What about you, Molly? What did you think?
2: Um, I liked it. (laughs) 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 No, it's like fine. Um, I knew what I was getting into for like all of it. Right. And like I had done enough research and I had like watched enough videos about Saw that I like feel like I've already seen it. Yeah. I will say though, some of the stuff was really hard to watch. Like, that you can't really be prepared for like so so plot twist i don't know if you could have guessed this by the title but there's a saw (laughs) and the guy like two of the guys are chained up in this like really gross bathroom and the whole point is like they have to saw off their legs to get out and lo and behold this guy saws off his leg No. no
0: you got me fucked up
2: why'd you think it was called saw and that part was really, really gross. I didn't like that. Okay, I don't know if you want me to bring up the other gross part. Yeah, I'll just say it, <laughs> guys. This is the worst part of this. Uh, no, this guy reaches his hand in a shitty toilet, and Molly, I think, almost vomited <laughs> was on her own carpet. <laughs> <laughs> Mm-mm. Yeah, I don't like that. And, right. and it was like a, one of those things where, like, when you realize, oh. So I'll get to this in the what would you do if it were you? Like, mm -mm, I'm not making it out. (laughs) It It
1: was great to watch Molly suffer in that moment. Oh, God, it's disgusting.
2: (laughs) I couldn't do that. I couldn't even be in the room with that. Are you kidding
4: me? Right.
2: That was gross. I thought um, the other scenes. The editing took away from it, though, which is fine. But the scenes where they're describing how other people died, that's more interesting than it was, like, gross for me.
4: Right. Probably not the best
2: takeaway. (laughs) (laughs) I just thought that was neat.
4: (laughs) (laughs) So, like, yeah, going into this, like, you have the baggage of, like, knowing that the Saw series is so-called torture porn. um, And everyone describes it as torture porn. So you expect it to be, like, pretty explicit, like... Torture, um which
0: isn't—it's not
4: the case with this one in this yeah. movie. Mm-hmm.
1: It really starts in Saw Two, right? Well, it was th- also
0: interesting because the phrase "torture porn" I was first introduced in the context of The Handmaid's Tale. Uh, oh, really? Okay. Yeah, I had never huh. heard that expression until it was used about The Handmaid's Tale. So I had always thought of torture porn in the context of some kind of social commentary that perhaps you know crossed lines for some viewers. Right. So I had never thought of it as just torture for its own sake if yeah. that makes sense so it was interesting to hear that saw was associated with that you know separate of some kind of social commentary right yeah
4: yeah i've always um heard torture porn as relating to saw in that way as like uh, a movie that is like very um graphic and explicit in terms of uh the way like the just like graphically torturing their characters for the audience, like, as entertainment. Mm-hmm. Um, but this one, I thought, was a lot like... It's really not. Seven yeah, it's not yeah. torture In the born. way where... It's it's a lot more of, like, just interest, intricate, like, death traps, basically. Fucked-up situations. Fucked-up situations you that, that you can technically escape from if you tried. But, mm-hmm. like, it's also, like, very difficult and yeah. hard to escape. So, um... It's like a very fucked up escape room. This is an escape room. <laughs> Jesus, <laughs> could you imagine doing the saw escape room? <laughs> oh my god, we should make that. <laughs> <laughs> Which I was I was surprised by. And that's part of the reason I, I like this a lot more than I expected to is because of those very interesting... Situations that the characters are put in, especially in the flashbacks with the earlier victims yeah. of Jigsaw. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So my
1: sister Emily, who has been on this podcast a couple of times, she, she loves them. Right? She likes the Saw movies. I wouldn't call. I wouldn't say she like loves them. She's seen. I think almost all of them i think some newer ones have come out since she watched them all she um thought, yeah but she's a fan of them but she has always told me because she watched them after i left for college so we never watched them together or anything and she every time i'd bring it up i'd be like oh you love saw and she'd be like i love saw the first one right and she's <laughs> like this all the rest of them i've seen them they're fine but she's like i like
2: the first one and that should have been my first clue of okay that one's different <laughs> I know something that happens in the sequels is the plot gets, like, really convoluted, and they try and make everything tie back to everything else. Ye- and,
4: uh-uh, yeah. Like, okay.
2: it just apparently gets really out of hand. Well, so we've only seen Saw 1 and 2.
1: And my biggest right. criticism of 2 is they are, they already, like, kind of lost their goal. Because from... with. Like Saw 1 is very similar to 7 in the sense that it's like a big moral authority situation. Right. And then from there, it, Saw 2, it just turns into, what's the the cop thing that you said?
0: Copaganda. Copaganda. <laughs> is Saw 2 copaganda?
2: Don't it pretty much that? is. <laughs> oh. <laughs> propaganda
1: that's good i got it from goki that's better Um, it just just turns into like basically if you're a criminal you're not like worthy of stuff and that's where my big problem came i don't know if the rest of them are like that but that's really where it saw two Mm veers and i just didn't that's one of my main problems and then also it turns into torture porn from there and it's Mm -hmm doesn't like there's a big twist in that one where i'm like this doesn't fucking make sense <laughs> um, Yeah, but the, so i almost like i w- i want this one to be really recognized as its own
2: good piece of this is like its own thing because mm-hmm. it's so good i love the concept of a movie just taking place mostly in one room that's so cool and yeah. especially yeah. like because they had to do that because the budget was so low it's yeah. amazing like i love that shit but also um I feel like from like knowing what I know about the sequels, you're right, where it does kind of lose like focus like that. And also <sighs> Harisha's point about how like the traps are supposed to be able to escape, but like are they really? I hate yeah. that shit. Yeah. <laughs> about I just uh if someone was trying to pull that, I'd be irritated i don't know (laughs) i would be
4: mad at my abuser (laughs) that
2: would really grind my beans if someone was like you could have gotten out the whole time if you had just done this and realized that this is the key (laughs) like fuck off like clearly they're not gonna do that i I don't know the
1: only actual escapable trap out of all of them is the one that got escaped from you know the rest of them it's like you couldn't have gotten out of that
4: let's go through the traps. so the first one um, or the first one uh, Canon wise Canonically I guess Is the There's the guy who I guess his punishment is because He tried to commit suicide And so Jigsaw is punishing him For not liking life enough Ugh. And so So he trap, kills him The trap <laughs> is The trap is the guy is like um In a room with a bunch of like Razor wire all around him And in order to escape the room, he has to get through all the razor wire within two hours or something. Otherwise, the door locks and he'll just die of hunger and starvation. And um, Jigsaw's deal was like, "Ah, "Aha! You to escape this, you'll have to cut yourself again. Ha ha. (laughs) Um, Which sucks.
0: (laughs) Yeah, that's not good is saw an indictment of our mental health care practices Uh, boom (laughs) we live in a society y'all stay woke that's a good thing that's actually well (laughs) it's interesting that you
4: bring that up because um at the end it's revealed that the killer jigsaw is um a patient with cancer (laughs) and his whole deal is like he has cancer and he is lucky to survive Mm. and um he's kind of like he
2: has an inoperable brain tumor he has
4: an interop yeah he has (laughs) he has a brain tumor Molly said
0: check yourself Um, like
4: so like basically his whole deal is like his days are numbered so he's jealous of people who like have a reason to live and then don't like accept that Mm -hmm. so like the second victim is uh this guy who I guess like lied to people and like flaked on people or something like that um, wait, let me actually find it because
0: I remember barbed wire guy, but then my memory is jumping to was, the woman he got, with the thing and the jaw thing in her mouth. Right. One in yeah. There was
4: one in between that got like burned up. He had like a oh, candle. I do yeah. remember that. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. Um, hold on. Let me find it.
1: Sorry, can I just plug in one more side note thing? For yeah. you Insidious fans out there, the writer, Lee L or whatever, um, you know the ghost hunter guys that help the older lady? He's one of them. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, that was, like, a completely off-topic thing, but I'm back on his IMDb, and I am absolutely shook still. He acts in, like, all of his shit, actually, and he looks different in all of them.
4: Yeah, so the second guy, he, like... Fakes being sick to skip his job. Um, he like takes a bunch of sick days. It's so stupid. And yeah. so Jigsaw is like, "Ha ha! Um, the you'll get burned like the people you burned by faking your illness."
0: Bullshit. And- Saw <laughs> so an
4: enforcer of
0: capitalism. Yeah. That's right. what we're learning it right was- now. <laughs>
1: i remember harish and i walking out of the screening being like that second death really didn't line up with the rest of them
0: Right, (laughs) and then the third
4: one she's like a heroin Heroin addict addict, and um she's like uh he's like uh uh, you use drugs to like whatever and so like now you have to kill your uh someone else who's with you in order to escape your trap or whatever is Um, that her dealer
0: I don't know. Turn I thought out, they told yeah. that
2: like in the later movie maybe it's not. Maybe
0: 2004 yeah, was a long time know. ago. I'd be curious to know what um what vices would be appropriate for this kind of movie in 2020. Right. Yeah. yeah.
4: So with this I feel like Jigsaw um Jigsaw is definitely like a Medicare for all guy, <laughs> but he he's just he's just like doesn't have the he just he just needs to read Marx. He just needs he doesn't realize that the people he's attacking are the victims of the system and not the people mm-hmm. who are actually causing the mm-hmm. problems. Yes. Yeah. So
2: do they ever say like how those people could have gotten out of the trap?
4: Well, I mean, it's in the movie. Like um the one guy w- who got burned up. Mm-hmm. Uh he the combination was on the wall. So mm-hmm. if he had found the right combination, he could have unlocked the safe and escaped. Yeah. But and then the other guy like could have just like if he I don't know, had better like <laughs> flexibility, I guess, could have like gone through the razor wire and escaped. But, but like, like that
2: doesn't make sense. Those seem like you can't get out of those.
4: Yeah. It's just like you can technically escape but you're not gonna be you're not gonna escape unharmed. And you know, like I know like
2: the famous one is like I think it is it in the second movie where the key's like behind that person's eye? And they have to like cut out their eye and get the key and then like unlock the thing. That's like the oh, famous one. I
4: don't remember. Oh. I don't know. I hate that visual though. Uh, yeah. And yeah. And then the... the oh, With Adam or Aaron... Is it Adam or Aaron? Adam. <laughs> Adam? <laughs> Adam. Adam and uh, the doctor, Dr. Carrie Ellis. <laughs> um, uh, Adam had the key the whole time, which got like went down the drain when he woke up but he according to jigsaw had the key the whole time and then carrie always just had to cut off his uh foot to his escape foot, yeah. so they both like had a way to escape it's well,
1: just his easier way to escape was just to kill adam
0: yeah if he killed adam he would have escaped as well which adam was a piece of shit anyway did adam have any redeemable qualities
1: no i hate Uh, him
0: yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah
4: well adam technically i don't think at least to my memory i don't remember him actually doing anything wrong other than just being like a shitty Uh, dude yeah yeah. like his job
1: is like voyeurism shit yeah Yeah,
4: he's like a he basically his job is taking photographs like he's like a private detective except just a photographer
0: right but like his life has value in the way that every human's life has value yeah. he doesn't like bring soup to the poor or something right <laughs> and
1: honestly like carrie always's character dr gordon or dr lawrence or dr gordon is his last name yeah lawrence yeah Lawrence is gordon. His first name. um he also his like crime doesn't quite line up either because he's just cheating on his wife he's not right. like doing any like harming his own life unappreciate. i mean i guess he's not appreciating his wife and child but like his is also like a different thing where it's not like a harming your own life way of life type thing and Mm -hmm.
4: even zap the orderly who also is a victim in this because like he's forced to attack the wife and child um he didn't do anything wrong i don't think did he he was just like a creepy orderly like yeah he just, like, is creepy in the sense that he doesn't know how to interact with people, but, like, he's not. Yeah. Perhaps he was guilty
0: by association, but that's not his yeah. fault. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I think, like, the whole idea that he's, like, punishing people who don't appreciate their life, it never made sense from the start. Because most right. of these things aren't, like, a you don't appreciate your life thing. Yeah. You know? It's just, like, a yeah. bunch of more... I, it, I'm i sorry. It just dwells down to the whole punishing the guy for taking too many sick days yeah. from I just, like... Jigsaw's yeah. moral authority right. does not make sense
0: No I'd be down for a saw About Jeff Bezos and Sam Walton In a room Exactly. I'd fuck yeah. heavy with that Yeah
4: Jigsaw <laughs> just needs someone to direct His anger
0: to right. the right targets. Right. Jigsaw just needs to realize <laughs> You're like Jigsaw's he, oppressing the working class He really he truly is <laughs> right. He's truly
1: going after the people Who don't need to be gone after yeah. <laughs> Go for the oppressors man <laughs> Right Oh my god. <laughs> it's not that hard to pick.
2: <laughs> That's also like a whole uh, I don't know. Just if you're so angry that these people don't appreciate their life that you make their life virtually unlivable if they survive
0: yeah. then like
2: what the fuck dude? How do
1: you
0: become a motivational point? speaker?
2: Well,
1: he I they do that bit where the um the girl who survives Amanda I think is Amanda, her name. Amanda, yeah she says that she like hasn't done any drugs and she's like grateful to him for like the experience and it's fucked up
4: that yeah that
1: that's like what they like did mm-hmm. you know what i mean because it's like okay like okay you know like shut the fuck up
2: <laughs> right, i feel right. like it's different i don't know do well, you know anything about she, the other saw, she's maybe? in the second one and we she's know in more in about
1: her in that a one a lot of other ones i yeah. feel like she's not
2: the best example about life after saw Oh God, but no one else has survived. So like, what the fuck? Right. <laughs> I don't know. This guy sucks. Guys, I don't know about this jigsaw guy.
4: Seems <laughs> kind of shitty.
1: <laughs> it's instead of this guy fucks, this guy sucks. This guy sucks dude.
2: <laughs> He's the worst.
4: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um. W- what about uh danny glover's character <laughs> okay i said it while we <laughs> were recording to bring that up yeah
1: this would make a great short film where danny glover's entire plot line is just cut out
4: <laughs> he's
1: very his plotline is very entertaining to watch but i don't think it does anything for the other plot of the movie Mm-mm. i just i mean other than the fact that he hired adam yeah uh, but like you could have easily just set it up to where like the orderly or something hired Adam for some reason you know what i mean like if you cut him out you could have set up somebody else or even just the wife hiring him you could have set up that entire loop still without danny glover's character right. and you wouldn't have even needed him at all other than like you know what i mean so i don't think this needs him but they needed to make a full feature and he was obviously the way to go to add in a second plot line was to add the cop looking for jigsaw yeah um but boy is it fun watching him
0: (laughs) right the whole time you're just like danny glover what you doing you don't belong here (laughs) in the outfield is over there (laughs) the other cop is right
4: the other cop tells him like dude you need a girlfriend like the other (laughs) cop is right he just needs to get laid like he needs something to do that doesn't cause him to be obsessed with this killer jigsaw
1: And then the other cop dies so there's no one there to
4: tell him. Yeah, <laughs> the other cop dies. Um but so Danny Glover um watches this jigsaw video a bunch of times until he f- figures out, "Oh, there's some graffiti or something that I, I can that I can use to locate this building." And then they find the building, they go and they find Jigsaw's workshop with <laughs> another victim who's just there. Already, and instead of trying to save the victim immediately, they're like, "Oh my God, we're gonna hide and then wait for what Jigsaw happens. to come back." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> which that's which, an
0: ethical question mark right there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like
4: I feel like I would. You gotta try to save the dude first. Yeah.
2: <laughs> I just <Yeah>. like
4: <sighs> I don't know.
2: That's enough. <laughs> nobody in this franchise has a sense of urgency about them like yeah clearly something's gonna happen with this guy like trapped in jigsaw's warehouse or whatever but they're like just you know, like you said taking their sweet time right and how when amanda was in the bear trap or whatever she spends far too much time dilly-dallying
4: yeah it's just <laughs> ugh,
2: like escaped at the last second fine whatever but like
1: uh, not to change the topic to another movie, but I'm gonna change the topic to another movie. Um, I just recently watched Clue. Yeah, I rewatched it again this past week with my coworkers. And towards the end of the movie, uh, w- if you watch the specific ending that involves Wadsworth being um, <gasps> you know, Spoilers. the Wads- the Wadsworth ending, I'll just say, um, a lot of people get actually all of them in the end of it. You find out like the the fbi's in on it and like you realize at a certain point that the fbi just let all those people die in that movie (laughs) (laughs) to implicate the criminals for the murder oh my god time ever oh my god in this rewatch at the end of it i thought to myself wow they just let those people die because they were like watching them the whole time right and that's like this like what the point of like bringing up it's like does this happen in real life do like Law officers or whatever let innocent people die to implicate like criminals. Yeah, <laughs>
3: because like, I that basi- be like that
1: basically. Like that basically. But like, I'm sorry. Just it got brought up in my mind went back to my rewatch of Clue and we've covered it on the the Patreon. And it's like, oh, they just let people die in
4: that, right? So um, <laughs> that
1: just hit. <laughs> it just hit me too, and I was like, what the fuck? Yeah. Sorry, that was just. I needed somewhere to let that out because I have not talked to that talk about that with anybody. <laughs>
4: so the the story behind jigsaw's motivation is that Lee Wannell, the um writer and the guy who plays adam he uh like had to he had like migraines or some shit and <laughs> had to go get an m r i from the doctor and the whole time he was like, "What if I have a brain tumor and i'm gonna die and so like uh he was like. Like, that was what made him create the character of this guy who, like, is going to die and, like, has oh, nothing so to lose. Oh, this
1: motherfucker wants to kill people.
4: <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, maybe, but who knows. But um, <laughs> that was, like, what caused the motivation was, like, he was, like, sitting in the waiting room waiting for the results from his MRI. And, like, he was, like, what if I... Was just given like a death (laughs) diagnosis right now.
0: I want to judge him, but you know what? I've had a sore throat, and I've gone on WebMD and been like, "OMG, what if I have throat cancer?" Like, yeah, I've been that person with really like negligible like health issues before. (laughs) Oh, (laughs)
2: I'm just gonna bring up the time I was convinced that I have Lyme disease. Oh my god! (laughs) No, and like to be fair, all signs pointed to Lyme, and I think I just took my test too early for. It to be traceable, but you know what? You can really go down that like yeah. WebMD like, yeah. spiral.
0: It would have right. been lime time. We love a good rhyme. Go ahead. That rhyme was a crime. <laughs> Speaking of
2: criminals, this fucking guy just waltzes up and leaves. Oh, God. Just laying on the floor Wait. that whole time yeah before
1: we, before we get to Jigsaw faking being dead <laughs> what? I want to get to pre pre the main plot line hmm. the Danny Glover's partner being killed plot line where Jigsaw yeah. is a ca- Assassin's Creed <laughs> <laughs>
4: he just has a knife in his sleeve what do you got
1: that on a these. knife <laughs> no he has like the full like cloak and everything yes. it is straight they invented Assassin's Creed don't trust a motherfucker <laughs> It's a like above his hand
0: instead say. of under it Yeah, yeah. like he
1: just get, Like when he whips that shit out you're like what
0: <laughs> Right
1: And like he does like the little um Spinny move He does like the little too, please. Spinny swipe Into like the uh, throat yeah. And I just think it's Ridiculous <laughs> I just think Everything Thank about you. Jigsaw in this movie Is ridiculous Yeah <laughs> I mean, whatever. I'll accept it, but...
4: Jigsaw is a messy bitch who loves drama.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Jigsaw wants the tea, sis. (laughs)
2: Fiona Harish
4: just loves saying messy bitch who lives for the drama. Yep. (laughs) But yeah, Jigsaw... How does he find these random people to harass i feel so, like
1: some of them he probably found like while he was at the hospital he probably like saw them in passing because i feel like a <laughs> lot of the people probably spent because like if the guy like cut his wrist he probably went to the yeah, hospital you know what and the chick with the heroin she probably went to the hospital and stuff like that like he probably saw them at the hospital He
2: looks at them and thinks huh, <laughs> someone <laughs> deserves to be punished <laughs> this circles back to he just like has a very poor understanding of like everything going on in the world
0: (laughs) (laughs) It, it was also interesting because molly made a bit out of it but she made a joke about like saw having like seen everything and like that's why he's called saw but like i was starting to put it together and i had that like weird stoner like epiphany moment where i'm like Oh my god, his name's Jigsaw because it's a puzzle. And then there's also like a physical saw because they have to saw off their legs. But then it's also like saw the past tense of the word see because he saw all of their wrongdoings.
3: <laughs> Honestly,
1: I don't think I put together the physical saw and the title saw until Molly pointed it
3: (laughs) out. What? What (laughs) What did you think it was?
1: What? I just never thought about it.
2: You know, like, it just never crossed my mind that that's why it was called that. I do have to point out that both of these people misinterpreted my bit. The bit was... I was mentioned they do these weird little recaps just to make sure everyone's up to speed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, <it's the> <laughs> and my bit was that's why they call it saw because we already saw yeah. this before. <laughs> I love how this movie recaps things
1: that you've just saw. I know,
2: yeah. <laughs>
4: That's why it's called Saw, because
2: you already saw it. So it's very interesting to know that Sam didn't realize the movie where the guy saws off his leg is called Saw because, fucking plot twist, he saws off his leg. (laughs) And I'm glad that Bradford connected to this big meta epiphany moment (laughs) where I was just trashing bits. (laughs) I don't know, man. I don't think. <laughs> so, I'm sorry, but, like, what did you think the title meant? I didn't see this movie. I just, like,
1: didn't think about it. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Never crossed my mind. Oh, my
4: God. So, on Wikipedia, there is uh, a story where um, uh, James Wan pitched the idea to Lee Wannell um of the two men chained to opposite sides of the bathroom with a dead body in the middle of the floor and they're trying to figure out why and how they're there um and then initially lee whannell wasn't like a fan of the idea and then james wan says uh this is a quote from james wan i'll never forget that day i remember hanging up the phone and starting just going over it in my head and without any sort of long period of pondering, I opened up my diary that I, had, that I had at the time and wrote the word Saw. Before instantly writing the word Saw in a blood-red, dripping font, the two had not come up with the title. Um, it was just one of those moments that made me aware that some things are just really meant to be, some things are just waiting to be discovered, Winnell said. So like literally he just like he literally just like hung up the phone and wrote down saw and that was how he came up
0: with the title.
1: (laughs) So it had nothing to do with the saw.
0: (laughs) What he said dripping red ink. Dripping red ink. (laughs) I went through like a fountain pen phase when I was in high school and this company called Noodlers has an ink. That's like, the color is Tiananmen red, oh, and that's ooh, terrible, <laughs> and that's what, what my mind immediately jumped to. What oh the my fuck? God. Yes. <laughs> and the picture on the bottle of ink is of, like, tanks coming down a street of civilians. Oh my god. <laughs> <It's> not good. <laughs> <sighs> what? Yeah. Wow.
3: Fed that- We don't have time to unpack all of that. (laughs) It's
0: a major yike. Oh,
2: God. This is going to sound so stupid. For a second, you were doing a fountain pen bit. I was like, oh, he's going to do that um, frindle bit, which is that book about the kid that made up the word. Oh, my God, by Andrew Clemens.
0: I read that book in one day when I was 10 years old. I loved that book. You said
2: Noodleman's. I was like, oh, he's doing a frindle bit. And then (laughs) he... It wasn't a bit.
0: <laughs> it was all too real, Molly. <laughs> oh,
2: God. <laughs> God. Mm. What else can we say about this movie?
0: Well, let's talk about
4: the editing. Thank you. We haven't really out. explained in detail what the issues with the editing are. but So,
1: <laughs> this movie likes to do this thing. We've mentioned it before, just to tip of the iceberg up. First of all, every time you find out a new piece of information, you get a lovely montage of literally everything you've watched in the movie so far. Every single time (laughs) you get But Harisha's already given the explanation of they didn't have enough footage, so they just did this to fill time. Mm -hmm. On top of that, there are these fun shots sometimes where when things are supposed to be hectic... It's just a lot of long footage sped up and very choppy and not fun to watch. And two examples I can think of this are when Amanda's got her head in that clamp thing, the bear trap thing. Um, it like spins around the room right. a bunch and it's like really like jarring to watch. And then, I like
4: that. Yeah. The, okay, fine. Saying.
1: Whatever. I don't love it, but whatever. Because <laughs> um, I feel like she's wasting time when I'm watching that. But the other big one is the chase scene. at the end where they're driving the cars and like you get this like choppy footage sped up and then you flash it inside the room and you're finding out more stuff and then back to the choppy footage sped up driving it just (laughs) doesn't it does not make sense to me why they chose that um I think it's very of the time probably like there's probably other styles that you see in other movies that are similar to that but
4: like I
1: just cannot stand it that's my biggest criticism of this movie is the weird editing choices that they made Uh-huh But I can forgive knowing some of the stuff was cuz they didn't have a lot of footage and it was super low budget
0: Yeah knowing that helps a lot cuz I know when I was watching a lot of those sequences it was it was jarring and it was stressful, but it also, it did feel redundant at times. Cause like Sam mentioned, it was like, we just saw this. Right. But like, <laughs> I don't know. Like, I was impressed with, you know, I get that the editor is just following the director's directions or whatever. I was impressed with the editor because it's like, just take the scene and then like hit Apple Shuffle. you know. <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It was just it was it was wild.
2: I want this editing to look like how listening to Senses Fail makes me feel. <laughs> no takers on that all right
4: um no i don't know what that means <laughs> it's fine
2: um, i'm just gonna go listen to census fail about it no, um, this movie in the editing choices sometimes it bothered me yeah and then other times like how are you saying it's like fine i think that big but i will say they did the same technique in donnie darko and i don't hate it in that movie what do you mean so you know that part at the end where mm-hmm. he's like Reflecting back on his life, and they do that little different because he's reflecting back on his life. They do that same thing at the end of the movie where they put together the entire sequence of events for you.
1: Right, I
2: didn't hate that part.
1: Isn't that also when the time loop is like time looping?
4: No, she's talking about this movie. Oh, oh, okay, never mind, never mind, never mind,
2: never mind. But um. There the part and specifically when Amanda's in the bear trap. Yeah. It just irritated me. I'm like why are they like doing it. that? I didn't okay. like it either. It could have been more like visceral intense if like they did it a different way. Right. I would have shot close up so- shit, her facial expressions, not <laughs> spinning around the room at high speed. It did <laughs> kind of take me out of it though, which was cool cuz it was kind of a stressful part of the movie.
4: Yeah. So that's fine. So like I said, a lot of that was because of the low budget. Like literally they they didn't have time to do a bunch of takes. They they rehearsed on set like the the takes that they had were just like rehearsal takes. Yeah. Um stuff like that. So like um James Wan wanted to make a more like A better movie, I guess, is the way to describe it. Um, But like, because of his lack of budget and whatever, he had to do it this way. But I think a lot of the stuff... So (laughs) something that I always think about uh, is uh, someone who I'm mutuals with on Twitter and on Letterboxd. uh, This guy named Rocco let our Rocco talk tonight shout out Rocco shout out Rocco um Samantha put up a letterbox review of um Saw and then he like commented on it about how like um imagine watching this movie like at a at a sleepover in middle school and it is and like I always think about that comment and I'm like this is the perfect movie for a middle school sleepover. I don't know about girls, but like, especially like a boy's sleepover. I know nothing
1: about girls. Um, <laughs>
4: if, <laughs> 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 but like, um, if, if I went to like a sleepover in middle school with like my friends, this is the perfect movie to put on for me. I think that's the best way to describe it because it, it's like a interesting story. It's unique. And like I always like love movies that try different things mm-hmm. even if it's like not entirely successful in this case but it does like try something unique and I I really like that aspect of it. Like I like when the camera like goes around her like um mm-hmm. uh when she's trying to take off the bear trap. Um and I don't know, it it definitely had like a um it had a grunge to it, um, yeah, because of how like they how low budget it was. Um, but also, I think that like really like adds to the movie and like makes it more unique than it would have been if they had like a normal budget.
2: You know what, uh, girls watch at their uh, middle school sleepovers. <laughs> they watch Across the Universe at Sammy Zimmerman's <laughs> twelve-year-old birthday party slash sleepover event because. Uh, the other Sammy was too scared to watch Jaws. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
0: I want to agree with you all, but much like Jason Derulo in middle school, I was hashtag riding solo. So, yeah, <laughs> I mean, um, <laughs> I also didn't go to a lot of sleepovers <laughs> in middle school.
4: But.
1: I actually, I watched a lot of, For- I remember watching um before I, no, no, before I wake. Um, what's the Max uh or whatever movie where he's. Yeah, that's before. Is it before I wake? No, I know exactly what you you're know. What you talking, about. Ta- my soul to take. Yes, that's it. I remember watching that, and I remember watching the remake of Last House on the Left, which he is also in. Um, big year for that guy. Big year for that guy. Yeah, we watched a lot of horror movies and stuff, but never watched Saw. But I feel like Saw was a popular sleepover movie. It just I never watched it. Um, at mine, I feel like we watched a lot of like teen horror type things. I think I watched Jennifer's Body at a sleepover. Um, like a bunch of stuff like that was, but yeah, Saul would have fit in. We just never did it.
2: Nobody uh, had, like hung out with was into scary movies. My friend Ariel, I think, was. And I know she is now. I don't know if she watched him a lot when we were younger. My friends and I would all watch him, and then
1: everyone would be like, that was weird, right? And I'd be like, yeah, it's so weird. I'm never going to watch it again. <laughs> <laughs> Big Jerry first body energy on that one for me. Oh my me. God. <laughs> yeah, i totally didn't get that.
4: <laughs> 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 um, uh i wanted to say um fuck uh shit. wow Harish i just really wanted to just swear just <laughs> 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 welcome
1: to tipsy terror where we Watch forget everything profanity. we were gonna say
4: <laughs>
1: that's one of the best oh lines. oh <laughs> i i
4: remember okay so like when we did the podcast about uh return of the living dead um, yes this is something that we argued about but then like we agree with but um you guys were saying like the return of the living dead isn't a good movie but it it's good but it's also like good with an asterisk yeah um it's good
1: to the sense where like a
2: general crowd isn't going to like hold it as like oh this is a great
1: movie right i
2: think people don't get like satire and um not like satire but what we were talking about like camp Right, Really might not appreciate it as much I
4: And I wouldn't call I wouldn't describe that movie in that sense But I think this movie is definitely Good with an asterisk It's like good for What they achieved With what they had It's, it's like It's unique enough that it like Deserves to be considered As a good movie but it's not a good movie
1: It's so crazy that unique, you say that Because for you know? me I see this movie as I think it's very generally loved as a good movie. Like, I feel like non-horror fans consider this to be one of their favorite horror movies.
4: Really? Yeah.
1: That's how I think it is.
4: I've always seen this as, like, a bad movie. Like, people have always, like... (laughs) I, I just think the general like perception of this movie is it's a bad movie
1: like i feel like whenever i talk to people who aren't like obsessed quote i hate saying shit like this but like with horror i feel like they're always like oh yeah i like horror like saw like i feel like that's the first movie that they go to of like oh that's a horror Um, movie i've saw is good i think that that's always like the default thing to be like i watch horror when you know what i mean right um but maybe we just talk to different people i don't
4: know i don't know i always think of for me, um, The Ring is oh, an yeah. act an example of like a mainstream horror movie that's really good that I think is really good, but also the general public also thinks that movie is really good, mm-hmm. whereas Saw is like a movie that I think is good with issues, but the general public thinks it's a stupid, bad movie.
2: Oh, yeah. Yeah. I don't what, know. do you do you think the general public thinks this is stupid see, and bad? I don't think I so. they do. I, I think seen, a lot of people think it's good. Really? I think people think that this is like one of the best. But like think about it like at the time.
4: Still like, at the time like I saw like people making fun of it all the time in all over the place. Oh yeah. Really? I like, don't know. My introduction to this movie was a cracked article about why it's stupid. <laughs> 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 you
2: know, like, Love that for
4: you.
3: I don't
2: know. <laughs> I i like never really heard it from that perspective. I was kind of talking about, like, I guess I get what you're saying. People, I feel like people have the asterisk opinion. Like, yeah, the plot's, like, fine, but they do some weird stuff, and that, like, kind of... I don't know. But, yeah, that's an interesting take.
0: What do you think, Bradford? I thought that, um... So, I double-checked the uh, Rotten Tomatoes score, because Uh I haven't... As I check my memory, I haven't, like, had any serious discussions with anyone about this movie before. It's just a movie that I'm familiar with because of pop culture references. Yeah. But um, I checked Rotten Tomatoes, and it has, like, a 49% on the critics' side, but it has, like, an 89% w- on, like, okay. the I thought user you were to say
1: user side, and right. I was like, what? No. Right.
0: Users really liked it, but critics didn't. Okay. So, um, but it still is the best rated of the entire series, understandably so. Just, wh- I haven't seen the sequels, but just based on what I've heard. So, I don't know. I was, um... I was entertained. Um, I think had I focused on it more, I might have had um, a better idea of, um, you know, to what degree I liked it. But um, I don't know. It was... um, It wasn't as... I guess I enjoy horror movies that make me think to a degree, which, Uh not to bring up Jordan Peele movies again, but (laughs) Get Out and Us both did make me think to a degree. And it wasn't that. To a degree, it was um, a significant fraction of the, like, torture porn that you guys talked about. Uh So it was interesting to just watch a scary movie that was sort of determined to be scary. And if you do try to break down social messages, you get into weird anti-working class stuff <laughs> right yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah i
4: agree this isn't this is definitely not a movie with a lot of depth yeah. to it that you can analyze yeah like um get out and us mm-hmm. which you brought up mm-hmm. um and like other movies that we've done on here like it follows and like Pool. Pony Pool. Mm-hmm. oh yeah i mean uh and like the witch or like the um, Babadook, stuff like that. Like a Mm. lot of more recent elevated horror is what the critics call it. But um, yeah, there, there, this is definitely more of like a popcorn horror movie Mm -hmm. that, but I just, I just, (laughs) I don't know. I, I, for me, this has a special place in my heart because (laughs) I didn't expect to love it, but I, I thought it was like unique enough. In the way that it was produced, that yeah. like it it worked for me, yeah. And the and the plot also, like the the plot twist, like the twist at the end, um, is shocking. But also, like I just generally don't like twists. Oh, um, can't relate at all. I yeah. Whatever. <laughs> this is <laughs> a big uh, of
1: point cont- of contention. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, like, right. we just I
4: Well, I mean, it's like you brought up, like when a twist, like is um the the screenwriter has more information than the audience Mm -hmm. and like um that is a problem and also like for me a lot of twists are like you're focused more on tricking the audience than on having a coherent story Mm -hmm. so like a lot of twists in movies that i see like um when you analyze the rest of the movie having seen the twist it like doesn't really hold up and so like My general attitude is, like, twists are bullshit and Uh, that. But, like, I I can't uh, appreciate a good twist
0: if it works well. I guess twists are interesting to me because, in a weird way, they sort of explain behavior that was unexplainable before. Like, with – I don't know if you've seen – have you seen Black Mirror? Yeah. Yeah, so, like, with uh, the Shut Up and Dance episode of Black Mirror is my personal favorite right? because – the twist just hits me out of the blue. Like I've spent the entire episode empathizing with this person and, um, spoiler alert for the shut up and dance episode of black mirror. But, um, basically like, I don't know. He was, um, it was understandable certain things that he would do because he didn't want everyone in his context to see him, you know, jerking off or whatever. Right. But like, I wouldn't kill a man over that. Yeah. Yeah. And so when he makes that decision, it was like, "Mm." suspension of disbelief is going on here and then we get the final twist at the end that he was looking at pictures of kids it was like okay it adds up his behavior is inexcusable but like it's just i don't know for me twists are interesting because they explain behavior that before i was like that was a little off but i guess i'll excuse it because again suspension of disbelief but like I don't know. It's just, I guess I enjoy that weird feeling of catharsis when it all finally adds up.
4: I, I agree with you on that for me. Like, um, what I'm talking about is the one example that I always think about is the usual suspects.
0: Uh, Um, have you seen that? I have. Yeah.
4: So for me, um, I, I'm going to try not to spoil it, but like at the end of the usual suspects, there's a reveal, Mm -hmm. Um, But then the reveal makes the rest of the movie completely invalid Mm -hmm. because like when you see what um, when you see all the signs that Mm -hmm. the detective puts together to understand what has happened, um, it also like tells us um, so a lot of this was stuff that maybe didn't happen or that maybe we don't need to care about because it's not important to anyone <laughs> because it was probably all made up. So like for me, with the usual suspect specifically, the twist ruins the rest of the movie. And so like mm. that's the kind of thing I'm thinking about when I say like twists or bullshit. Yeah. Um.
0: Yeah. Molly. Bad take.
2: I'm sorry. I've been raising my hand, <laughs> waiting. You, have you seen it? I'm sorry. I missed. Yeah. yeah no, yes. I have seen it, um, which
0: I, I also disagree, but love you, Harish. <laughs> <laughs> like movie
2: made by some bad people and have some bad people in it. Yeah. But I love the twist. I love it. <laughs> I love a good twist. I don't care about any of the like whatever like stuff that might not fit in.
4: It's a good twist. It's a bad twist because. Um, um the person who does the deceiving reveals themselves immediately. But like the whole thing the entire movie is like this is a person who no one has no one knows anything about them. We've never known their yeah. secret identity. I don't care. And then at the end you're like, "Oh, this guy mm. just did that in front of this dude that was easily easy for him <laughs> to verify <laughs> all of these details." So like we all know what's going on and the detective knows what's going on. So, like, starting at the end of that movie, what happens after the end, the dude's whole shit is blown up, you know? <laughs> like, this criminal mastermind that we're supposed to be, like, worried about is, yeah. like, just revealed his entire operation to this random dude. Yeah, Not but to he can so, get away.
2: So, like, who cares? So... <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> um, it
4: just, like, annoys me. Yeah. Another
2: movie that has kind of, like, I will say it does have, like, a good twist is um The Thomas Crown Affair. Okay. And yeah. it's a heist movie. Hmm. And um
0: I've never heard of this movie. Let oh, me add that to my Oh my gosh.
2: So there's two. There's the first one, um, from nineteen sixty eight, I think. And yeah. it's great. And it's like Faye Dunaway and um uh, I forget the other guy's name. He's very, very famous. Yeah, I was gonna
1: say it's a big Fuck. name and I I'm do not, not I, uh,
2: uh Steve McQueen oh yes. steve mcqueen Brosnan is in
0: the second one yeah.
2: yes and renee russo and Ooh. the second one i love the second one because it's about art theft okay and there's this whole thing going down like you think these people are here to here to um steal some paintings at this army. and can i spoil it for you for like a second i'm not sure. going to spoil the ending yeah okay, sure. but um in the beginning um so thomas crown is this very famous like art guy and no not art guy he's like a yeah he works in acquisitions and he's very very rich and like very powerful in the city, and he goes and like visits the art museum every day just to like see the haystacks painting that he likes so um these guys are like doing a heist like this very typical like, stereotypical like break an inner heist shut off the whatever, get it going and there's this moment where Thomas Crown tries to get in the gallery, and then the other guys doing the heist are like, no, like you can't come in he's like, okay, whatever, so he sets down a briefcase and there's this whole other setup about the briefcase you're like that's really weird he like there's definitely something wrong with the briefcase or something up so the guys doing the heist get caught and the security like pulls down the lever and so they start bars start closing down um to close off the exit but um thomas crown's briefcase stops the bar so he like slides under and like Uh, runs in and grabs the monet off the wall and like puts it in a briefcase he's already stashed in the museum and like runs out and that's like more or less like kind of the opening action of the movie Mm. so you think it's gonna be these like guys like coming in and doing this heist and then it's like been him the whole time and it's super cool (laughs) i love that and then like really sets up the rest of the movie like there's another really great twist moment that Uh happens about like art theft and i love it oh (laughs)
3: kiss
2: (laughs) so that's like i do go i like those kind of twists like i don't care that i know nothing about why this guy is doing it or like who he is, or like what's happening. Like it's doesn't matter.
4: It's more when it like invalidates the rest of the movie that it bothers me.
1: See, mm-hmm. that's my thing. Is my general rule of thumb is I know if I like a twist. Um, well, I get my initial thing of it, but it, I I need to rewatch it, and if I can rewatch it and pick out points where I'm like, oh, I see someone's acting a little different now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's how. Like Scream, how, which we've been talking about a lot in the mm-hmm. past month. Um. I initially think of Scream 1. When you rewatch Scream 1 and you know who the killers are, you notice their behavior is different than everyone else's. And so that's how Mm. I know if a twist is good. In the case of Usual Suspects, I have only seen it the once, so I don't know. In the case of Saw, there's really no chance for you to get to see someone acting different. The way they set it up is so unique to this that it works very well like the like the you know the way you you, the reveal and stuff works so well because you didn't really have interaction with the character but also you had the most interaction with them without realizing it
4: i think in saw it's fine i'm like fine with all these twists like the whole thing about like lying pretending to be dead for two how long was it it was like six hours Six hours hours or something like that yeah it was a long time it's (laughs) pretty silly i
1: think that they said like as no because that doesn't make sense because he was up for some reason i assumed he was on some kind of like um
4: drug drug
1: thing that kind of had him passed out for a certain amount of time
0: i don't know i mean that's because when he
1: gets up he like inhales a bunch he's like
0: <gasps> but wasn't he the person who was shocking that's them the that thing is time?
1: i thought he was shocking them he, so right. he wouldn't have been passed out
0: he was shocking them
1: but he didn't start shocking them towards the end though, the other so. thing
4: is like what if carrie Elways had given him given the other dude the the cigar dipped in the blood would that have poisoned him still do you think
1: Probably not. I think he wanted him to shoot him. Yeah, and okay. also like dipping that in the poison isn't as much as like ingesting a bunch of poison. Right.
4: because so. like smoking a, a cigarette dipped in poison probably is not gonna maybe like the poison would get burned up. Yeah. When yeah. you tried to, I think burn it was c- more of a cigarette
1: test to throw them off. Type yeah. Thing. But
4: like so the the twist that he's been pretending to be dead it's like kind of mm-hmm. silly,
0: but yeah. it's also like
4: i i'm it's believable it does add up like for me anyway it was
0: like i don't i just took for granted that that guy was dead it was kind of like um you don't even think
1: twice about having a dead guy in the room the whole time especially like like
0: with uh mm, uh, can i do a spoiler alert uh for another thing spoiler alert for knives did you guys see knives out okay spoiler alert for knives out like When the person who did the stuff left the house before everything went down, I was like, okay, well, he's mysterious, but he left the house, so he can't have done it. Like, I just, I accepted that, which I have a friend from high school who saw it, and she was like, Chris Evans fucking did it. And I was like, oh. Okay, well, I (laughs) fell for everything, but good for you. (laughs) um, Yeah, I don't know. Um, When twists are pulled off, um, and like what you were talking about, Sam, with um, actors and you're able to see little things, that's definitely a testament to uh, the performances. But like... When I rewatched um, *The Prestige*, for example, oh, prestige. Uh, spoiler alert for this movie Everyone's too. Everyone's
2: been talking about *The Prestige*. Can you see I'm it? no, I'm gonna dip. Walk oh, out. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, no,
0: no. Say your thing. I'm just gonna. It's okay, a no phenomenal film. It is a great film. <laughs> Um, when the twist to that movie happens, um, the first time I saw it, my mind was blown. And then I rewatched it for the first time about six months ago on an airplane. And it was still an excellent film. But there's a line in the movie where they say, once a magician reveals his secret, you mean nothing to them. And the trick wasn't as cool the second time. And while for a normal movie, it would be like, "Ah, oh, the twist wasn't that great it was like they literally told you once we reveal this to you it won't be as cool right <laughs> and then it wasn't as cool so yeah. it was like ah <laughs> it's like a little conflict of its own for yeah. me anyway. <laughs>
1: fun little anecdote about the prestige um our yeah you can go you can go our roommate field who has been on this podcast before as mr f um <laughs> If you ever say The Prestige and he's in Earshot You'll hear him go, ugh, The Prestige <laughs> Like that's just a, Yeah, that's okay. just like a fun little test to see if he's listening to you You just be like, oh yeah, let's watch The Prestige
2: And you'll hear him just go, ugh
3: <laughs>
2: <laughs> Shit, um, now I'm really, I really want to watch The Prestige It's a
1: phenomenal first watch It is in watch. your best yeah.
0: interest to watch The Prestige is
1: David Bowie in that movie? Yes, he is, mm-hmm. he plays Nikolai Tesla
0: That's David Bowie? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs>
4: <laughs> oh, that's the real twist
0: <laughs>
1: he's great he's a very integral part of the movie too
4: I see I was, it <laughs> now I'm
0: just mad I, did it, I didn't I did put it together <laughs> <laughs> I was
4: uh I listened to a podcast about the prestige and one of the one of the people on the podcast was like I knew the twist because I could tell a certain actor's teeth <laughs> really <laughs> <laughs> because a certain actor has this very specific teeth that I could see <laughs> whenever they were on screen. So oh then that, that like uh, spoiled the twist for them. Aww. It's a
1: great movie. Mom. I'm very excited. It's, it's a great, like I, I remember the first time watching it. I was all by myself, just jaw dropped. Like what? <laughs> like
2: Great first time, first watch every time. Now we've oh. talked a lot about movies that aren't Saw. Do we <laughs> want to talk more about Saw? I mean, or, fine. what were you gonna say?
0: Oh, if it's not I had another point that is not, not, was not about Saw related, that's fine. So. Go ahead. Just yeah. brief point about twist movies that aren't Saw. <laughs> Isn't it um crap? My point was, what was my point? Um crap. My my mind did the thing where the thought runs away. If it's important, I'll speak up again. But we yeah. can move on for now. I'm Thank sure it's though. so important. That wasn't <laughs> um. sarcasm. Like, I very much value what you have to say. Thank you. Should we go into our segments?
2: Should we? Does anyone have anything else to say? Oh, like, I remember oh, it now. Yes. Yes. Sorry. Perfect. Okay.
0: When you go into a movie knowing that there's a twist, because I remember a few years ago, I specifically Googled movies with plot twists because I do, like I mentioned, I enjoy that feeling of plot twists when you go into a moving no- movie knowing that there's a plot twist it's not as fun not as fun yeah. because mm-hmm. as you get closer to the ending it's like you're waiting for that last punch instead of right. it actually being a punch like when i watch an episode of black mirror or the twilight zone it's like okay when are you gonna turn the whole premise on its head like it's a lot more fun when you go into a movie not knowing there's some kind of twist because then when the gr- rug is pulled out from under you, it's actually jarring in a good way for me. But I don't know. Some viewers may disagree. And that's um,
2: okay. and that was how I felt about Parasite is like mm. the first time in a while. Because like I have a problem and I've stopped doing it. We're all like Google movies and I'm like, oh shit. And something will like accidentally get ruined for me. Or when I used to watch, like ho- didn't want to watch horror movies, I Google the plot. And now when I watch them now, I'm like, okay, well, I know this is going to happen. And I know that this person's the killer or whatever. Mm. But Parasite, I gone and i was like i'm not gonna read anything mm-hmm. like i just want to see it for what it is. and you've seen it yeah oh my god yeah. like the the feeling mm-hmm. when you like realize some stuff that's mm-hmm. happening i wish right. i could feel that in every movie i watch it's amazing yes absolutely and that it, i feel yeah. like the twist is earned
4: yeah yeah mm-hmm. i think um for me i don't Care about spoilers just in general about anything. Mm. So, like, I, uh, if I like know a spoiler and go into a movie, I feel like in general I still appreciate the movie. If it's a good movie, it will still like entertain me and I'll still appreciate it even if I know the twist and I'm not surprised. Yeah. Um, so, um, for movies with twists, if if it's a good twist, in my uh, opinion, then if I know the twist, I'll still enjoy watching the movie. But um, because, like, watching it play out, um, I can pretend not to know and, like, mm-hmm. know when I would have been surprised and, like, play out. But also, like, when a movie just out of nowhere just shocks you and, like, something happens that you don't expect it to happen. Like... This happened. Um, uh, so I've been watching for our Patreon. I've been watching like older horror movies. Um, and I watched this movie, Bay of Blood. And <laughs> with that movie Jesus
1: Christ, that's a wild film. It's
4: <laughs> wild. Um, but like, there's a lot of twists in that movie uh, that are kind of like, some of them are kind of stupid. But like, the very first twist for me was at the very beginning, someone gets murdered. And then immediately the murderer's face is revealed. And I'm like when I was first watching it I'm like oh this is a slasher movie like someone's going to get murdered and then the same person is murdering all the other people and so like they're not going to reveal who the murderer is right at the beginning but but then like the first person dies and then the 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 killer takes off their gloves and then the camera pans up and shows their face. And I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> we just What's saw happening? who this guy is. Yeah. <laughs> and so, like, that was shocking to me. And, like, it was, it was like, very surprising that if... And I wouldn't get that feeling if I had, like, read the summary beforehand. Right. So, like, I, I get what you're saying where, like, if you don't expect a twist and it shocks you, that is a, like, really special feeling. Yeah. In terms of, like, yeah. watching a movie, yeah.
0: Yeah, and they've done, like, academic studies on it. Like, I, I follow a lot of different um video essay YouTube channels, and one of them was a, a writing page that breaks down, like, how to pull off a plot twist and the different types and whatnot. Right. And, like, before the video started, they cited this academic study about how, like, whether or not you know there's a twist doesn't affect your enjoyment of it uh-huh. um, because it just shifts your attention to what you're paying. It, it, sh- it shifts your attention because a person who doesn't know the twist or doesn't know what the twist is, they're, they're wondering what will happen. But the person who knows that the twist is coming is like, how will it happen almost? Yeah, it just yeah. shifts your attention from what to how pretty much. Yeah. And right. That was my, that was my experience when I watched the sixth sense of uh, the M night Shyamalan movie with Bru- Bruce Willis. I've never seen that, but I know the twist. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Um, so spoiler alert for that too, but um, fuck the big bang theory, but I've seen every single episode. <laughs> um, the big bang theory oh! actually spoiled the sixth sense for me because uh, Sheldon has a throwaway line that Bruce Willis was dead the whole time. And I was livid when I saw that episode and then I watched the movie and I was like, oh, like it's almost like the first time you watch the movie is the second time you're watching the movie in a way because you see all the little hints that like it's it's satisfying in a very different way right that's curious and because
1: it, i've like never felt the urge to watch it because i'm like oh i know the fucking twist but yeah. now it kind of makes me want to watch it
2: yeah. everybody knows the sixth sense twist <laughs> right. watching the movie that's just part of
4: it now i think the sixth sense is a good movie and that's why like when you rewatch it knowing the twist then you like i watched it for the first time knowing the twist people are and bored I still knowing liked, the twist i i liked that's it true. like it's it's a good movie and it's good enough that like it can keep your attention like even when you know the twist like you also like there's a lot of stuff you can pick up on knowing the twist um just the way people act like you can tell oh i see what's going but yeah um i think like for a good movie like if you if you know the twist then it won't ruin your enjoyment you'll still enjoy it but in a different way yeah so um, should
1: we roll into segments? I feel yeah, like yeah, let's
4: let's do that. We
2: like have talked almost nothing about this movie. I do
1: know. Like. I feel like this movie uh, warranted a big conversation about twists because to me, this is one of the bigger twist endings for a horror movie. No, I'm not saying that.
2: I just feel like I don't know if there's like a whole lot. There's like, I feel like for our segments, there's so, like this is like the most what would you do movie? Oh
1: yeah, maybe oh, out I mean, there, okay. yeah. which so is we'll one of our a, segments. We'll have a big old conversation so kick it off molly
4: what would you do if it were you in this movie (laughs) (laughs) all
1: right so
2: first so bradford the sorry the um this is where we talk about um which character do you identify with the most Mm -hmm. and then also if you bradford douglas were somehow trapped in the room like, as the, like, you are, you, of the you got sawed. Yeah.
0: Um, <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag, you got sawed. And some
2: dumb ass little puppet says, Do you want to play a game? How are you? Are you going to make it out alive? Slash, what would you do? Gotcha. But
1: first, before you do that one, like she said, like, Which who character? in this whole movie do you identify with the
0: most? Hmm. It's interesting because one of the primary reasons why I like a movie is usually characters. Like, regardless of whether or not I can identify with them, it's just whether or not they move me in some way. I guess that's something this movie kind of failed to do because I either hated or was indifferent towards everyone. (laughs) That's true. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Especially you, Adam. (laughs) Especially you, yeah. So, fuck Adam. I can't identify with Lawrence because he cheated on his wife. Um, (laughs) Somewhere Bradford has never been. (laughs) Bradford, yeah. (laughs) Uh, um, Let me see. I guess I kind of identified with... um, Danny, not n- not specifically Danny Glover, but just him and his partner, because I understand um, being fascinated with um, someone who is doing, someone who's partaking in behaviors that don't totally add up. Like, right. I'm a very curious person, naturally, so I would understand wanting to do that research to understand this person. Like, um, one, sorry to bring up another, like, piece of art, but one of the okay. interesting things about, like, Sherlock Holmes is that um, he's not at least in the BBC rendition sorry but um he's more so interested in solving the mystery than he is in saving the life and i just think i connect with that to know i that. think i'm interested in putting the puzzle together because i want to understand what's going on and it's like woohoo if there's a humanitarian effect to it but I'm just <laughs> naturally a curious person and brain teasers have always like fascinated me from a very young age so right. I'm gonna go with uh Dev- Danny Glover and or his partner
2: <laughs> um the joke part of my answer is I'm the med student because I would also risk it all to sleep with Carrie Elwes. Um, Dude, you totally... I was going to say that. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I also agree. I might be Danny Glover. There are two Columbus-based crimes that I am obsessed with. and Is one of them Brian Schaefer? Yeah. Because I've been talking no, him up so much at no, work. No, absolutely. Um, That's been a big conversation in my office. made an investigation poster once I don't have it anymore like a Pepe Silvia style yeah like where (laughs) I mapped out I was like this is what we know these (laughs) are the variables and I was like I think I can really I was having kind of like a moment I was like I really think I can solve it and so Mm. I made a Bored. I want it. you to know that
1: I talked about that case so much that I got my coworker to seek out a podcast where they analyze that case. Yes, and it came crazy. back to me. and He was like, oh. "I listened. I was <laughs> like obsessed.
2: I worked at the Barnes and Noble over by um Gateway, and there was like a whole cult following of people who were obsessed with the Brian Schaefer disappearance. Yeah, the devil. That person just they me. got me into it. Oh my god. They know. So they know. They, they they found him. Um, no, but I can definitely see something, and it drives me crazy that we'll never know. You know, so. I I, I relate to the. I know I'm just thinking about the Brian Schaefer disappearance. (laughs) someone take the baton please um i'll just um,
1: i don't really have much more of an answer because molly started her joke off with my actual <laughs> one um is that i would be that med student that would risk it all for <laughs> Who uh, wouldn't? Really? I, just, I uh, okay so to be honest like let's let's really analyze pretty much all the characters in this are like dudes mm-hmm. and i don't really relate to any of their motivations in life they all suck and the only other main girl is that amanda chick who i can't really identify with so i'm just the med student that taught for teaching because i've been in this this situation where i was hot for teacher and who uh, hasn't uh, yeah uh, i had a big one but anyways yeah so i'm sure she's pretty much the only one i can identify with because honestly if i was in school i would have i don't know morally i'm like oh, i wouldn't but also knowing me maybe for <laughs> carrie always i would
4: Mm-hmm. <laughs> um i know we all hate adam but tbh i'm probably honestly to babe listen most.
1: i love you but yeah <laughs>
4: but also like i guess like the bad stuff that he does is like hiding information from the other dude he's like locked up with and like being suspicious of the other dude which i guess i wouldn't do i would try to work together with the other person but also i don't know just like like if i were single and like living alone like as a photographer that would just be my life is just like trash (laughs) (laughs) just like you know like shitty dude (laughs) uh but yeah i guess that's who i relate to the most
2: 200 bucks a night it's not bad money Yeah. yeah you gotta think about these things
4: um so, would you survive this, or at least, what would you do if you were if you woke up in this situation?
2: I die. I like Literally what. Same. <laughs> so I think about all of those traps. I don't think I could do any of them. Ugh. you would uh, be writing
0: my eulogy.
2: On one hand, it's so easy to be like, "Ah, oh, just be smart, just saw through the pipes." But if I was in a situation. Where they're like, do this painful thing or else you'll die. And be like, mm, I've had a good life. Right. Yeah. You know? It was fun out here with y'all. <laughs> For this specific one, like, oh, first of all, I couldn't reach my hand in the poop water. That's yep. already like a That's bad a sign.
4: I can't well, do Well, that was nothing. a mistake he did too. Like, because he should have checked the tank first.
0: Fucking dumbass. Also, can we talk? Who, who's poop? Was that? Did Jigsaw just like <laughs> die <dump laughs> from that blade for a week prior? I thought and about just that the flush. first time I
1: watched it. <laughs> <laughs> Because I was pretty sure I was like, "That's Jigsaw's work, right there." There's no one else. Because like Jigsaw's work, Carrie always couldn't have made it over to that. Obviously, it wasn't Adam. Jigsaw took a giant dump and then passed out.
2: Okay, let's to be fair, it's a real soupy shit yeah. in there. That had to have been festering for days. <laughs> he he knows what he's doing.
0: Oof. Especially
2: Adam goes, "What's that smell?" Oh,
0: uh, uh,
2: Jigsaw has uh, some
0: uh, dairy. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> (sighs) um
2: no there's no fucking way i've thought about this i've thought about all the different saw traps like i can't the only one i could do is maybe the bear trap one because morally i think if i was in that situation they were like if it was less steps that they're like you have to like just get something out of this guy's body and you're fine i could do that but i don't think i would have the mental wherewithal to like get the trap off my head you Um. know yeah i think that's
1: the one that i'm like okay i probably if the thing if is I, if I, I thought he was to. dead and I had to go through it, yeah. If he woke up, I think I you if know he woke what? That death. sounds like I I'm a was se- doing psychopath. it. I probably
2: I think could, I yeah. could yeah. if um, I had to. Like
1: I I am somebody like I would probably go tort to a lot of places to save my life you know but like right. it would have had to been like in that specific context there's a lot yeah. of other stuff where i'm like i wouldn't do it yeah but then there's a lot of like the razor blade one they make it seem like Oof. he like ran through all that and i feel like that was probably one of those ones where if you like kind of shimmy through stuff they you said could have he, gotten yeah, you know, it was taken off his well, underwear
2: and use that to like peel back yeah but But, like
1: he like they made it seem like he rushed that i'm wondering like how much was that could i have like kind of gone through it and just gotten some minor wounds but like i'm always curious about like what the actual timing and setup of that stuff was but for the context of like adam and the doctor i don't think i would have survived that because i would not have been able to saw off my own foot
4: same. I would not saw off my own foot for I couldn't sure. do
2: that. I also couldn't kill somebody else. No,
0: yeah, yeah. I couldn't just straight
2: um, up shoot somebody.
0: I also yeah. get I get very frazzled when I'm nervous. Like I literally I shake or I can't move at all. So like in the case of the woman who had the thing on her jaw, like if the guy had um stayed dead, I think I might have been able to make it through that. But him waking up would have thrown me off so much that it yeah. would have been like <laughs> KO. But in the case of Adam and Laura The the other guy's name is Lawrence, right? Lawrence, Lawrence. yeah. Yeah. Okay, cool. In the case of Adam and Lawrence, yeah, I would have been dead because I wouldn't have been able to saw off my foot or kill another person. Right. Yeah.
4: Yeah, I I don't think I would have been able to saw off my foot. But also, like, at the end when he's, like, the phone's ringing and he
0: can't reach for it, it's not that hard to reach for <laughs> right. it so yeah. kind of a plot I, hole because we had alway- already seen them use they their clothes it, it, yeah. it,
1: it's like nothing's recorder. even nothing's even holding it in this case he just needed t- it was his idea at the beginning to use the shirt like right. Right. do the same thing and
4: it's like sh- it's like not even that far away to where like he lit- literally could have just made an arch with his shirt and like arched it around and pulled with both hands and he would have gotten the cell phone so I think like if I were in that situation I would have gotten the cell phone and picked up and my wife would have been okay so I wouldn't Mm -hmm. have been so stressed out Mm -hmm. trying to kill Adam but it's also like what would have happened then Zap would have come in and killed us both or maybe I don't know
2: can't all phones always call 911 yes yeah (laughs) yeah
4: Also, Lawrence? I'm just yeah. saying <laughs> that's true. Yeah. Yeah. What did they not try that? <laughs> I don't think they try that. But also, like, they know that Jigsaw's watching them. Um, I do so, like. I don't care. <laughs> I'm
2: gonna call. Yeah. If I am in this situation, like, fine, I will call the police. But like, it's one of those. So like, they always say if someone's trying to like kidnap you, you like don't you never go to the secondary location which is a John Mulaney (laughs) bit but it's true you don't it's (laughs) one of those like secondary location things you're like okay like I would rather risk trying to like have them at least find my body you know
4: right then
2: I don't just now I'm irritated because why didn't they try and use the phone yeah yeah,
4: yeah, yeah. maybe would have tried to saw through the rusty pipes as well rather than the chains yeah in an earlier version of the script uh there there's a scene where they try to talk to each other without being watched um and in an earlier version of the script they like sawed through the pipes and used the pipes as like a telephone Ah. to secretly talk to each other but um like they took that out because they're like okay if they can saw through the pipes they could probably escape (laughs)
0: I don't know. There's a lot you could have done. <laughs> and, like, I'm not saying this for the wrong reason because Lawrence wasn't hot, but, like, <laughs> this was a solvable problem if Lawrence had just not been wearing a shirt. Like, <laughs> yeah. been, and kind of like that other guy. If he had just been in his underwear and the shackle was so tight that he couldn't just, like, take off the underwear, like, then he would have been in a situation where he couldn't just use his shirt to grab the phone. Yeah. Like, yeah. the shirt was essential for Adam's plot line because he had to get to the um, thing that played the tape. But um, in Lawrence's case, eh. Right. He
2: takes off the shirt and then ties it around his leg. He doesn't to stop. He doesn't turn Yeah. yeah. <laughs> huh, I can use this shirt. It's, ugh. Yeah. Now I'm mad. <laughs> One big plot twist and a glaring plot
4: hold. <laughs> okay, so do we want to move on to...
2: Yes. So we all die in right? Uh, yeah. Right? Yeah. We're yeah. All dying.
0: R.I.P. <laughs> we had good lives. Life insurance? Yeah.
2: <laughs> does this? I'm oh, sorry. That's gonna be my number one question. Uh, does this cover like a saw trap situation? <laughs> <laughs> what? You know, if I get put in a saw trap and oh no, I I'm dead. You know, is my is my policy gonna cover this?
0: Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs>
2: <laughs> like so, a good neighbor, Danny Glover is there and ready to rush into your house with a gun.
4: <laughs> um, what's our next segment? The award? Yeah, yeah. Is this a Jared or Jensen It's or a Jared. Collins? It's
0: a Jared. Jared. It's a Jared. Does I think we won an award.
2: No, no, no. So <laughs> something we do. We're obsessed with Supernatural. We oh. give um either the Jared Padalecki acting award for, for excellence, excellence in, in acting, acting mm. or the jensen ackles award for you he tried your best in a movie. shitty movie <gasps> or the misha collins it was okay you did a mediocre job meh <laughs> the misha collins
0: disrespectful okay
1: it's, and misha no 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 no, 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 no
0: so
2: the jensen they came are. out
1: of my bloody right. valentine remake one oh. of the worst movies we've ever it seen sucks. but yeah. he but he yeah. acts tried well in it yeah and like Misha was fine. just
2: our. We had to come up with a, a middle ground one, movie, and yeah. so we just threw Misha in it. Okay, I can respect it. And then Jared okay. Padalecki is in House of Wax and Friday the Thirteenth, which he mm-hmm. both acts the shit out of. Yeah, and yeah. I think House of Wax is a great movie, yeah. and so it's all about if the movie's good and like we pick a good actor from. Yeah.
0: Um. Movies. So
1: no matter what, it's picking the good actor. But I, do we want to give it a Jared? I don't know how Jared. you guys are feeling
4: i would give it a jared but i think i'd give it a jared Jared. i
0: think i'd give it a jared too because like i'm um i'm taking acting classes right now and it's extra acting is difficult like i'll just put it out there like it's very difficult to deliver like an organic performance and i am taking these classes has given me like an extra respect specifically for child actors because like they don't have time to educate themselves the way that adults and even teenagers do like um, this movie the little girl who played Lawrence's daughter I was very impressed with her um, in a way that I was really impressed with like the two kids in Jojo Rabbit um, the Hitler youth boy and the Jewish girl like I don't know I thought um, specifically the young people in this movie were very good but the, the adults delivered really good performances as well huh all right that was really specific. Enough. No, that yeah. was great. Were you taking good.
2: acting classes like through OSU?
0: Yeah, I oh. added a theater minor because I'm done with everything else. Oh, oh that's nice. awesome. Yeah, Thanks. I think
1: I went through adding a minor just at the end because I was like, <laughs> "Fuck it, right. I got time." <laughs> um, uh, I who? think I personally want to give it to Carrie because yeah. I love him.
2: That's what I was thinking, but
1: Carrie that's very biased thought. because I'm in love with him.
0: Which one is
2: Carrie? He was Lord
0: doctor. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I thought
4: he that. was good in this. I don't know.
2: I feel like I have to do it for one of the two. Not like I the have to, mates, but like yeah. for it is between the two for me. And I do feel like Carrie was a little bit
4: better. Better. Uh, yeah. I don't know, I don't, yeah. actually. I mean, the
2: Adam guy was a
1: good actor. He's just his character. I hate him. Yeah, so yeah. that's why I'm kind of.
4: I'm going to give it to the guy who stuck his hand down the toilet. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be Adam for me. <laughs>
1: <gasps> I'm giving it to Carrie for me. Molly. Molly's struggling. I'm, I'm sorry, I'm
2: thinking. <laughs> we can cut all this dead
1: so, out.
4: You want to give it to the kid? Yeah, I'm going okay. to give
0: it to Carrie's daughter. I'll say it.
4: Yeah, she was good. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I also <laughs> like the the girl, the drug addict girl who escaped from the bear Amanda. trap. Yeah, she was good. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know.
2: I'll give it to Carrie.
4: Okay. I'm sorry. Um, I like
2: really had to think about it. I don't really have a reason for picking him over Adam. I think they're both really great. Yeah. I guess just since like the guy who plays Adam wrote it,
4: I don't wanna throw <laughs> Carrie a bone. Okay. Um so next segment, villain ranking.
1: Yeah. Yeah
4: so what we do on here is like we rank our villains for each movie that we watch. And so like at the beginning of the year, we started over. So, so far all our villains are the villains from the scream franchise. Got you. Um, and so this is our first non scream villain. Um, so for me, I think jigsaw, I'm going to put at, I'm, I'm going to put jigsaw at number one above all of the people from scream. Because um, I think Jigsaw is creative and does a lot of interesting traps. So, that's why he's number one for me.
1: Bradford, Should've... have you seen Scream? I have not. Okay, I don't want to spoil oh who God. is the killers for Bradford. Okay. Um, so, I'm just going to say Jigsaw is third for me. And Scream one
2: and four are above it.
0: Okay. So, quick question. Should I just evaluate them According you, to my favorite movie villains, you, yeah, you okay. can do whatever, or you like, can talk about
2: like pros and cons. Sure, right, uh, or just like what you think about uh, Jigsaw as a villain. Okay, yeah, give me a minute. Um, I'm gonna think. Yeah, I can go. Um, I'm rating Jigsaw last. <laughs> I think he's stupid. Not like stupid. I think he's a good villain. I just like I don't like him.
1: I think I could survive some of the scream killers more than I could survive Jigsaw. That's why I put
2: you Jigsaw do, like, where I, kick I did. You do your ass. I'm like, yeah. ugh. To me, he's just insufferable, so I'm putting him
4: last. I love
0: (laughs) Ghostface so much, too, so. Right. So I guess for me, when I think of villains, like, yes, uh, any movie can have, like, a villain, but when I hear villain, I immediately jump to superheroes because superheroes, you know, they're they're associated with villains. You know, you hear Superman, you think Lex Luthor, you hear Batman, you think Joker, so on and so forth. Right. But, like, I don't know, like... Um, let me see what movies I've seen this year specifically. Yeah. To help me sort of get on the same page that y'all are on. Cause I, I keep a diary on letter, letterbox. <laughs> right. Um, so this year I've seen Paddington, Just Mercy. Let's see. Who's the villain in Paddington 2? circumstances and also hugh grant um, <laughs> uh just mercy the villain is racism um, <laughs> i'm sorry that was the
1: funniest line delivery i've ever
3: heard <laughs> right. um
0: I don't know. When I think about my favorite movie villain, it's basic, but I immediately think of Heath Ledger's Joker, which I know right. everybody says. And then after that, I think of Michael B. Jordan's Killmonger from Black Panther. Killmonger which is a also, great villain. Yeah he, yeah, he he like connected absolutely. So like, <laughs> um, <laughs> does it matter? <pass? laughs> I this is a question I would have had to think about longer. I don't know if Jigsaw can rank among my favorite like movie villains. Period. But uh, as far as my favorite movie villains of 2020 go, um, I watched Up last night, the Pixar movie. (sighs) Yeah. Um, It was a pretty good villain. Wasn't mm, I I feel bad saying Saw did something better than Pixar. (laughs) (laughs) Um, (laughs) um, (laughs) What about... um, What are your favorite just horror movies? Oh, my favorite horror movie specifically. Okay. Well, I've mentioned the Jordan Peele ones. I've seen Halloween. I've seen um, what other horror movies have I seen? Actually, that's a that's an excellent question, Harish, and I applaud you for asking. <laughs> me and I'm wasting time while I pull up genres. Um, <laughs> no, take
1: your
4: time.
0: Thank yeah, you. no worries. Um, let's see. I quite enjoyed the first It movie. The second one, I didn't really care the for. The remakes, yes, you mean? Yes. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yes. Oh, no. I when agree. I say the first one, I mean the 2017 Chapter 2. One. Yeah. I never right. saw chapter the 1991. The Chapter right. 2 didn't resonate with yeah, me. Yeah, I agree with that. I liked It. Chapter 2 chapter did chapter a lot one, wrong. But yeah. not Chapter 2. <laughs> yeah. I remember enjoying Split quite a bit, um, okay. which I know that kind of walks the line between horror and thriller. That um, really
2: splits the room on a, uh, <laughs> I knew you were going <laughs> to do that good Whatever dude
0: <laughs> Get out of my head <laughs> um, Does Black Swan count as horror? Yes! Holy yes. fuck I just watched that movie <laughs> Yes it does I
2: think it does okay. Sorry. It Big Black well, Swan fans here Just read the
1: well screenplay yeah, yeah, terrifying yeah, yeah.
0: Um, Let's see. Fatal Attraction. That's a good movie. Never seen it. I just wrote a paper on that movie for my camera acting class. Glenn Close's performance in that movie blew my mind. Like, the prompt uh. was literally write about two film performances that stuck with you. I wrote about Glenn Close in Fatal Attraction and Denzel and Malcolm X. Oh, and, nice. like, oof, both of those performances just shook me. And then um, Gremlins, which in retrospect... <gasps> In retrospect, <laughs> Gremlins is totally a comedy, but I saw it for the first time when I was eight years old, and it scared the shit right out I mean, of me. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely horror. I was, I was terrified. for sure. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, I had nightmares about these are literally monsters that can only exist in darkness. What eight year old isn't already <laughs> afraid of the dark? Like, uh, right. they um, just want to eat their
2: poppycorn and their watch poppy the movie, movie.
0: Don't fucking feed them after midnight, Molly. That's all I'm saying. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I think I'm gonna. <laughs> Gonna. fuck it <laughs> gremlins after midnight <laughs> i'm sorry but have you seen that gremlins 2: the new batch oh yeah
0: gremlins 2: the new batch slaps <laughs> i haven't seen it yet it's I'm not so as good as the original it. It's but wild. it slaps in its own right <laughs> <laughs>
2: i think about the phrase gremlins 2: the new batch at least i'd say 50 times a day
0: <laughs> that like meme should be as popular as the electric boogaloo <laughs> like you know how everyone says x2 electric boogaloo like mm-hmm. people should do x2 the new batch more more often than yeah. they do, right? <laughs> yes, um, those are all the ones that stand out to me because, like, the rest are Jaws and Psycho and movies from the 50s, but right. um, yeah, those are all fave horror movies of mine. But as far as rankings saw among the villains, after I dramatically dropped my phone already. <laughs> um, Um. Let's see. iPhone two. Glenn Close is above them. (laughs) Lupita Nyong'o is definitely above them. Pennywise in the first it. We're getting close. (laughs) Um. You know, I'm gonna put him on the same tier as Pennywise in the first it. He's tied for third. Jigsaw is tied for third.
4: All right, a
2: respectable entry. Valid. That's
0: pretty
4: good. Yeah. Thank you. (laughs) Nice. Um. So our final thing. Well, we should rate the movie. Um,
1: what did we say we were gonna rate it
2: out of?
0: Poisonous blood. <laughs> poisonous <laughs> blood.
2: <laughs> Little tiny tapes.
0: How many poisonous blood drops do we have? <laughs>
2: <laughs> so
1: out
4: of so, sauce. Out of yes, sauce. Yes, of
2: course. What <laughs> the fuck else would it be? <laughs> did
1: you sauce? Actually, hold on. I need to check my letterbox.
4: I it, I have one. I'll give it seven. It's okay. fine
2: it's a fine movie
4: i'm gonna give it an eight they tried their best um they did what they could and it was still like unique for um Mm -hmm. for the time Mm -hmm. and i think it it like deserves a good rating because of how unique it is so like um for bradford uh Mm -hmm. my uh Seven is what I give a movie That I enjoy But like I don't think is great Like sure. seven is my baseline for I had fun with this movie um, So for me this is an eight Because like I had fun with it I enjoyed it but also like I admire What they tried to do um, And they did their best with it So it, it deserves an eight for me Okay respect
1: um, I uh, gave it a seven on Letterbox The first time I watched it and I pretty much still Agree with it I think it's i like basically what you just said i think it did what it could with what it had i'm still gonna look at it as that editing in the montage stuff just yeah i understand why they put it in there but i'm also like "Mm, i still need to factor in that that does take back from the movie so um i think that it's great storytelling i think it would have made a better just really tight short film but they made a fee- if they made that they wouldn't have gotten as much notoriety as they had. I mean, they did make a small short film, but I think if they, even if they made a longer one, obviously having a feature film gives you a little more notoriety. So obviously that's where they went with it, and right. they made a seven out of ten movie. Good job,
0: Bradford so i um I always prefer to think of movies in terms of like letter grades because the American public education system is traumatic but <laughs> um I gave the movie a B, which a b is also for me kind of like what an eight what an eight is for you like i I enjoyed it, I had fun with it, but it didn't particularly like move me or bring any like strong emotional reactions right. So like on Letterbox, I think I gave it three and a half stars. And I guess out of 10 stars, I would give, give it like seven and a half or eight. Uh-huh. But um, for me on Letterbox, half a star is like a letter grade. So like you can only get five stars if you're in my top four. But like four and a half is A minus and then four is B plus and so on and so forth. So I gave it three and a half because that's a B. And then, um, yeah, like I enjoyed it. There were a few points that didn't quite connect for me. And as I mentioned, I... Uh, didn't really care for any of the characters Which is a big part of movies for me Right, But um, it was an experience And um, I, I had a fun time I would not control Z this movie <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't make this movie play a game Right <laughs> so, I oh.
2: Something I do want to say I think I've been rating this movie a little bit harshly Throughout discussion Because I have talked a lot about the sequels Which I don't think are as good but yeah. I just want to clarify, I think this movie is, like, a good movie. Right. Um, and I really love the production story about this movie and how they were able to do, like, basically this pretty awesome movie out of nothing. Right. It's super cool. Um, yeah. And I have, like, mad respect for, like, all the stuff that they've done, like, since then and for, like, what they were able to make with this film. I just want to clarify that. I feel like I said a lot of really, like, this movie sucks. The sequel's doing all this stupid shit. And, like, I feel like I kind of just ripped on it too much. But I do like it. Like, I genuinely think it's a good movie.
4: Right. Um. So what would you recommend based on this movie? Uh, movies, like, if you liked Saw, then you would like X. Right. Yes. Or just, like, what you get reminded of from watching this so Just a I moment. mean, <laughs> the immediate example for me was the movie Seven. Oh, duh! Absolutely, it's a similar like the killer goes around killing people who he thinks is mo- are morally um, wrong, at least. And then uh, it's it's a similar like they all have like intricate deaths relating to the um, their so called sin. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think Seven is very similar, and even like i'm i'm pretty sure the uh writer of this has said that lee wannell has said that he was influenced by seven at least yeah um so that's my first immediately immediate
0: example of a recommendation i actually have a recommendation too um it's way out of left field but Die Hard with a Vengeance from 1995. <laughs> um, very similar thing, though. Um, uh, the villain in that movie with John McClane, who's Bruce Willis's character, he um, he says, "I want to play a game with Professor McClane or with with Detective McClane, excuse me." And um, it's just interesting because um it's a sim. it's a very similar premise like he makes John McClane run around I think it's New York City doing all these various tasks and if John McClane fails then like thousands of people will die or whatever but like and but like I don't know I I it's been several years since I've seen it so it's possible I wouldn't enjoy it now but I remember liking it quite a bit when I was still in like high school right and like I'll go ahead and say it Die Hard's 2 through 4 are good movies A Good Day to Die Hard, the fifth one, is trash But <laughs> everything from Die Hard 2 to Live Free or Die Hard Holds up, in okay. my opinion I've only seen the first um, one the um, first one is the best. I am yeah. not a sociopath. I would never <laughs> negate that. <laughs> but um 2 through 4 are still decent movies and I will say um Yippee-ki-yay motherfucker <laughs> which is sort of his like signature line. Die Hard 2 has the best Yippee-ki-yay motherfucker of all of them, but Die Hard 1 is the better movie. Nice. But Saw does make me think of the third one, Die Hard with a Vengeance because of the whole I want to play a game thing.
4: Okay. <sighs>
1: God damn it, I fucking have... Oh, um, we talked about The Ring earlier, and I thought it'd be good to bring up The Color. Okay, yeah. Also reminds me of The Ring, but Similar. it's just a good mainstream one that like a- most people you know have seen it. Mm-hmm. Um, Fun. Good fun horror. Yeah. Seven was my big one.
4: Hmm. I'm trying to think of other, like, escape room type movies. Well, there is
1: There's escape yeah. room. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Which I have not seen. But Haven't I heard good things about...
4: In, um, uh Gerald's game? Ooh, yeah. Uh, so we- don't know. Yeah. No. It's kind of different. Also,
1: but- um James Wan and Lee whatever his name is, others uh Insidious. Good right. like just another good movie. The whole Insidious franchise is a good one to bring up.
2: I don't want to um you know recommend it cuz I would never watch this movie, but I know a lot of people <laughs> Um, Have seen Human Centipede. Oh, I thought about that earlier when we were talking about torture porn, and I I was like, "No, I'll never recommend it." Like that's just over the line, and like I can't get down with that. But it's real horrible, (laughs) and it also has like a very hopeless, like kind of ending to it. Right. I really don't know. Ah, fuck it. I'll recommend Parasite.
0: So yeah. that's a good one as we're nearing yep.
2: oscar season i second that you know it's right th- not necessarily like if you like saw you'll like parasite but you know if you like saw you'll like parasite because everybody will like parasite it's a great movie
4: <laughs> yeah parasite's good it's also like it has a bunch of like plot twists that work really well um uh yeah i don't i don't know <laughs> It's a, that's a good recommendation.
2: Also a lot of the movie takes place in one location. Uh
4: I also yeah. wanted to recommend this movie called Cheap Thrills. Um which, I've heard of that. Why you yeah, love that movie. Uh I I really like it. It's basically um it it stars uh um Rob cordry Rob cordry right? No, David Koechner. The other one. Mom. The other one. Um, David Koechner and Sarah Paxton and Pat <gasps> Healy are in it. I've heard um, of this movie. Yeah, it's basically David Koechner and uh, is married to Sarah Paxton, and they're rich. And they meet these two guys at the bar, and basically the whole movie is like, if I pay you this much amount, will you do this depraved thing? And then it gets like more and more intense uh, as it goes. But, like, the first one is, like, will you, like, flirt with the waitress for $100 um, at the bar? And then they're, like, okay, come over to our house. Like, will you have sex with my wife for this much money? Blah, 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 whatever. Um, and so, like, it gets more and more uh, depraved and uh, complicated. But uh, that's – I I like that movie. It's pretty interesting.
1: Along with that, that reminds me of another one that fits in with this is Would You Rather – Uh Um, which is uh, it's basically like a bunch of people get called together that desperately need money um and they are invited to basically play a game of would you rather and it's like life-threatening stuff and if you pick the wrong one you're gonna die and if you're Mm. the last one alive you get this huge amount of money um and it's like people who are desperate for it and um it's like i wouldn't call it like phenomenal it has some eyeball stuff in it that really fucked Mm. me up Mm. um and something to do with like um drowning but um like it's it's a really f- if you like this kind of movie it's definitely a good movie to watch
4: cool. yeah um okay any other recommendations no uh, okay uh well that's it <laughs> um <laughs> so do you have anything to
0: plug do i you, have anything to plug twitter um, any social media any projects you uh, want to see my yeah. Instagram is at douglas 98 uh, As of right now, I just kind of post stuff from my life, but um, I expect to be moving to California soon to pursue Woo! screenwriting, so that'll be nice. interesting. Um, yeah. my, I think my Twitter is also at douglas 98 um, I keep telling myself I'm going to try to start posting funny stuff on there, but I haven't yet. <laughs> but if you're curious for when I start, that's the handle. Um, <laughs> But yeah, um I'm in I'm a if you're in Columbus, I'm a member of Backburner Sketch Comedy and we have our first uh show of the semester uh Friday January 31st, I want to say. Ooh, this um, might come out after that. Oh yeah, you said Ooh. this is coming out in February, so yeah. never mind. But um yeah, just, just follow Backburner. Yeah, just follow yeah. Backburner on social media and you'll have a good time. So yeah, that's all I got. You, Thanks. do you
2: want to plug your letterbox as well?
0: Oh, oh yeah. yeah. I think I use the same username for everything. Is my letterboxed? I'm gonna double check real quick. Yeah, my letterboxed is uh, B Douglas 98. Um, I watch a weird assortment of movies. The last four movies I've seen are Saw, Up, Manchester by the Sea, and The Hangover. So, <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry,
1: Bradford. The Hangover movie for night. The first time. Joker research or something for the first <laughs> right. night.
0: For the first time. First yeah, time. I had never seen it before. What do you think? It was very bad. It did not age well. Yeah, no, it did not. I didn't enjoy <laughs> it. it. I watched I'm, it when I was in high school and I was like,
2: oh. And then yeah. I watched it like recently and I was like, ooh.
0: <laughs> the movie that I'm writing for my thesis is kind of similar because it's also a comedy that revolves around a missing person. Mm. So I wanted to watch it just to see how, you know, another successful comedy with a similar premise also did things. And uh, just to verify, my movie does things very differently. <laughs> but um, mm. yeah, I, I finally wanted to check it out since i've already written the rough draft because i didn't want it to influence things too much Mm -hmm. and um structurally it was interesting but oof it was it was painful to watch yeah there's... paging dr f word really hit me that's the
1: first thing i think about every time yeah. because that was it's... like a phrase that like i mean like it's I okay so like i have... was i'm very upfront with the fact that i was a piece of shit in high school and like mm-hmm. my friends and i used to yell that at each other <laughs> because of that movie and yeah. like looking back i'm like jesus christ like everyone i knew was saying that and that's yeah. such a terrible fucking
0: line in a movie 2009 was a long time ago. yeah and like <laughs> yeah. i so so around I, the r word like, yeah. It's not that yeah when it's i think about that
1: movie i think about like oh wow like yeah that was one that is considered to all, some people still one of the best comedies
2: and i'm like jesus
1: christ it's,
0: just, it's wild how much that movie like punches down at people like yeah like yeah if yeah. it
2: didn't punch down you know it would be a great movie
4: mm-hmm. it's a cool premise like they're trying just, to recreate your night and trying to figure out
0: where your friend right. is. It's a I cool premise, but it hate
4: just... hate 2000s yeah, yeah, And yeah.
0: for the most part, anyway, apart from the bit with like the baby jerking off, Zach Galifianakis' character is kind of the redeeming quality of the movie, because he's too stupid to be problematic. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, I don't know, yeah, uh, I don't know, watching it as a, as a gay black guy in 2020 was weird. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I was by my myself I didn't even oh, watch no. my I was in I my bedroom by myself
1: you couldn't <laughs> well, be like oh that was bad right, <laughs> right.
0: <Or> you <laughs> just have to sit there yeah. good <laughs> the news is they made
1: two more
0: <laughs> and they
1: only get worse
0: and one of my favorite screenwriters wrote the second and third one really <laughs> yeah my, mm-hmm. my favorite Mason. podcast right now is script notes and it's hosted by John August and Craig Mazin and Craig Mazin wrote the second and third hangover movies and oddly enough he also wrote Chernobyl, Chernobyl which is yeah. a masterpiece wow. But like, yeah, it's like, I've never seen the sequels, but I'm assuming they're on brand with the first one. And it's like, Craig, what was going on? Yeah. ooh, <laughs> The second one has some transphobic shit. In it. Yeah.
4: yeah. Is that the- I thought
1: it was the third one.
4: The second one's where they go to Bangkok. Oh,
1: I thought, what happens? The to third
4: them? one, like, they have to it's- break out someone from jail or something. I haven't seen the third one. I saw
1: the third one in theaters and I don't remember a single thing about it. So the second one's the Bangkok one. Yeah, that one's really bad. The second one
4: is just a remake of the first movie just in Bangkok. stupid. (laughs) And it sucks. (laughs) Uh, um, You can follow me at not a credit card and everything.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Um, You can get me at Save Our Shaggy. That's a Scooby-D reference. Um, I think I've forgotten that on a couple of episodes this year. Um, On... uh, instagram now and twitter and on
2: letterboxd samantha on 13 you can find me on twitter at midsummer queen that's an ari aster reference <laughs> um on letterboxd at m-o-1-1-y-h-a-i-n-e-s and on uh, instagram at molly francis haynes
4: and you can follow the show at tipsy terror on twitter tipsy terror pod at gmail.com uh, if you want to email us, and then we also have websites, tipsyterror.rip, tipsyterror.wtf, pub, And also tipsyterror.com. Um, and all of those just point to where you can find us to subscribe to our podcast. And we also have a Patreon, patreon.com slash tipsyterror. For $1 a month, you get, um, to vote in polls to decide one of our episodes per month and um you also get uh i'm doing a project where i'm going through the past 50 years of horror um you get though i'm and i'm posting reviews of each of those movies um that i watch and uh i'm watching one movie a week but you can get those for one dollar a month and then for five dollars a month we do bonus episodes uh and we do one bonus episode per month and if you if we get enough donations we'll do multiple bonus episodes per month uh and so that's all <laughs> yeah
2: sorry i have one more thing i forgot to recommend uh dinner for schmucks oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> because a lot of these people um in this movie are schmucks right and there's a diorama <laughs> 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 that's all
4: yeah so thanks for listening thank you bradford for being on the podcast thank you so much it was lovely to have you. Me. i, know, I, was I so had excited. a lot of fun thank yeah, you, it was great. Thank you. <laughs> cool uh bye Bye. remember that
2: couple that was fucking on the dance floor good lord yeah that was
3: awful